The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, uh, welcome. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight. 933.93. Much to talk about once again today. It seems like uh, we never lack for topics. Uh, one of my favorites is the story about Black Panther, which they say critics are saying is packed. It's packed with action. It's, it's, I mean, all kinds of action in this thing. And diversity. Lots of diversity in it. But there are no gays. There's not a single homosexual relationship in this movie. Really? Is it a, a rule now that every movie released must contain a homosexual relationship? It sure feels like it. It sure seems like that is the prevailing theory in Hollywood, that every TV show and every movie must contain homosexual relationships. But where is it written? Show me that. If you're going to go this direction then you can't stop with homosexuals. What about polygamists? Where are the polygamist relationships in any of these movies? There's like one or two TV shows that have highlighted them, but why aren't they in every movie? Isn't there a storyline to be placed into these movies that includes polyamorous love? You can't legislate how many people, who I love or how many. Why would you? What about people who like to pleasure themselves? Are they represented in this movie? I don't think so. <laughs> but I brought this up on Glenn's show. He he also he brought up uh, an incestuous relationship. What what if a brother and sister who are both adults, both consenting adults, what if they just fall in love? Why isn't that rep- represented in every movie? If we're going to go this direction where you've got to represent certain uh, groups of people... Well, then, aren't you opening it up that you have to represent every group of people in these movies? Or you're not diverse. You're not inclusive. Can't we just say it's a great movie? I really enjoyed it. And leave it at that now? It's unbelievable. First of all, Marvel comic books, uh, when they turn their, their comics into movies, they rarely even show heterosexual relationships. As a rule, they avoid that. I can think of, is Spider-Man Marvel or is that uh, DC? Uh, I don't know. So, But Spider-Man has a relationship with uh, girls. But Superman, I mean, he's got a crush, I guess, on Lois, but that's about as far as it goes. Uh, Batman usually is alone. He's a loner. Um, Thor doesn't have a, I guess he did in the first movie. But they don't focus on that relationship. They don't really go down that road very often but now apparently um the lgbt community is saying this is a case of lgbt erasure oh come on uh i I guess they did have a scene that they were thinking about and they 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 uh filmed involving a, a lesbian flirtation or something and wound up on the cutting room floor so they're pissed off about it. <laughs> Spider-Man's Marvel, by the way. Wow. Um, 
It's it is Marvel. Yeah. Okay. So the LGBT crowd says the very few LGBTQ characters in past Marvel films have either been closeted or unmentioned. What about LGBTQ representation in Black Panther? <laughs> I just what about it? They don't have to do that in their movie. You don't have to include everything for everyone in every movie. Stop it. Christian Toto. You're no longer in Kansas anymore, Toto. A <laughs> film critic who uh, runs the Hollywood Hollywood and Toto blog, which I've never heard of. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of it. I don't hear of much. Uh, that is that is true. I, I was realizing that as I turned and <laughs> asked you. He's not the guy to ask. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um... Christian Toto says, Marvel, he, uh, he backs me up here. They tend to shy away from romance at all, hetero or homo. Uh, he said, it's just not a main component of their stories. And also, with a movie like Black, Black Panther, you have to do so much. You have to establish the world, the villain, the motivation. What is Wakanda? See, I don't even know, so I'm going to have to learn that in the movie. There are so many things that are competing for screen time. Peter Wood, who's president of the National Association of Scholars, has said, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised at the eggheads that are coming forward and uh, calling the LGBTQ crowd out on this. He said, uh, praising or criticizing art based on whether it showcases certain identities is to have an impoverished understanding of art. To look upon art as primarily a means of expressing social complaint is to summon an art that is impoverished because it's putting ideological concerns ahead of any concern about aesthetic vision. How about that? And then he further said, you just can't win with the hard left. <laughs> wow. Put that where? In your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I, it's so agonizing that, that every time this is what we get. I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I'm kind of excited about it. Even mm-hmm. though I've sort of sworn off these Marvel movies, I, I haven't liked the last several that much. Uh, but this one is getting such rave reviews, leads me to believe that I, I need to go see it. So, probably be doing that. But if if you've seen it, uh, uh, you know, did they? How many different groups did they leave out of this movie? And were you offended by that? Uh, because I I don't think we can help but be offended by this. I mean, that's right. That's a general rule now. If your group is not represented mm-hmm. here, how many Mormons were in the movie? See, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet none. I would bet you none, because in 99.9998% of movies, there are no Mormons in them. <sighs> if they are, it's not even mentioned. It's mm-hmm. They're unmentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many marginalized hat wearers were represented in the movie? Hmm? And you have a better chance there, but I don't know the answer. No, I mean, right? I mean, Keith, because... I don't know the answer look, to that. And look, look, if your group <clears throat> is represented in a movie... Mm-hmm. You need to find another group to co-op to to make them mm-hmm. make that your cause, mm-hmm. so that even if you aren't gay, you should go and be upset on behalf of gays. Thank you, and I am. <laughs> I mean, just this, even I mean. though I seemed to maybe be ranting against it at the beginning, I've come completely around. Well, you wait, you convinced yourself? Yeah, I convinced myself. That's pretty awesome. While I was arguing the other <laughs> point, I convinced myself, no, they need to be re- represented in every movie. You know, the mark of a successful <laughs> talk show host is <laughs> someone who mistakes, can... mistakes, right? No, no, that you can change minds of folks that are listening to you. Mm-hmm. But not only that, 
your you, own. Pat Gray, you just changed your own I mind with your own monologue. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Mark this day down in your calendar. Okay. Circle it in red or whatever you do okay. with special days. I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. CNN. Did you did you see the clip where CNN uh, Drew Griffin confronts a Trump supporter? She ran a Facebook group that promoted an event for uh, in favor of Donald Trump. So they were doing a pro-Trump rally. Uh, it happened to be also promoted by this Russian group of trolls. But she didn't know that. She doesn't have any idea that the group, which was called Being Patriotic, was a group of Russians. So they somehow tracked her down. They found her house. They go to her house. All this because she ran a, a pro-Trump group, also promoted by Russians, unknowingly, unbeknownst to her. How could you possibly know that? Unless it says, "Hey, we're uh, we're people who are communists and uh, we love Vladimir Putin, but we're also trying to subvert the American system, so we're promoting Trump right now." Join us, won't you, at the corner of Maine and Third. We'll be there all day. I mean, come on. It doesn't work like that. But uh, you would think, listening to CNN, it does. Listen to this exchange from Drew Griffin. Just berating this poor woman. But what part of it in this is a cover-up? Are you well, saying they, that's they, not true or what? Uh, the Russians? I don't care if they were uh, involved or not. That's That, to me, is the least important thing. But they were involved with you... Did you guys know that? They weren't involved with us. You know, just make sure that you report it correctly, that, you know... But you guys were involved with being patriotic, right? Very, very patriotic, but not... Being patriotic. Look, she doesn't know... She doesn't even know that's the name of the group. You're involved with being patriotic, right? Well, you're... Yeah, I'm patriotic. What are you you talking about? She has absolutely zero knowledge of what the guy's talking about. She has no idea. It was the group that contacted and helped organize some of these activities that you posted on your own Facebook account. Those were legitimate. Those were Russians. They were not Russians. I don't go with the Russians. That group was Russian. I have nothing to do with the Russians. Well, apparently you did. No. Maybe you didn't know it, but you did. That's unbelievable. When you're talking like this, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Well, I'm talking what's Those people that were with me were all Trump supporters. Very, very much so. Are you... What a jerk. Kidding me. What is the point there? What if she didn't... Even if she did know, so what? I mean, what what about it? Clearly, she doesn't know. So what are you trying to accomplish there? Kidding. What, what is the point of that? Should she be arrested? Because, unbeknownst to her, Russians promoted a pro-Trump rally? What is this? You know what? It's really too bad. CNN and MSNBC weren't this interested in the Russian threat back in 2012. Hmm. Because back then, if you remember correctly, it was absolute lunacy to think the Russians had nefarious intent about anything. The Russians, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, the 80s called, and they want their policy back. Remember how much they loved mm. the patron saint of progressives, Barack Obama, when he berated and mocked Mitt Romney? Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat. Because uh-huh. a few months ago, when you were asked, what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. <laughs> Not al-Qaeda, you said Russia. What a maroon. In the 1980s or now... 
calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know the Cold War has been over for 20 years. Oh, that that and that was the funniest thing ever. Oh, they thought that was the biggest burn of all time. The 80s called. They want their policy back because you're talking about Russians. <laughs> yeah, but but now now in hindsight, what groups? Were uh, Obama looking at during the 2012 election? Uh, that that would be Tea Party groups. That's who he felt the threat from. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, I mean, that's this is despicable. Why don't you guys wake up and realize that you're the biggest hypocrites on the face of this planet? Stop with tracking down innocent American people who went to a Trump rally because you hate Trump so much. So what if the woman promoted a Facebook group? And she had no idea that being patriotic was a Russian group. And then when she finds out it, she did, or they were Russians, what's she supposed to do? Well, you know what? I'm going to get a samurai sword right now. And I'm going to jam it right through my chest. Because I don't deserve to live anymore. I'm going to commit Harry Carey right here on the spot. Do you want to film it? It's just really ridiculous. That was weird. 888 uh, how's your filter doing uh, for your house? Are you guys breathing easier? No allergies in the home? Or are you getting sick and your allergies are aggravated? It could be all the dust and pollen blown around in your house because you have dirty air filters. There's a great way to fix that. It's called filterby.com. You don't even have to leave your home. That's what I love about it. Uh, before we knew about filterby, I used to go to Home Depot all the time or Lowe's. And, and try to find the filter size and, and try to find the right aisle out of 7,000 aisles where they kept the filters. And it's just a hassle, and I, I hate it. There's guys who, I guess, like going to Home Depot every weekend. I'm just, I don't happen to be one of What's them. What's your problem with people like us who like to go to Home Depot? Yeah, are, are you a big uh, fix-it-yourself kind of guy? Uh, you know. Do it yourself. Yeah, I can tell that. Brad. I did write a book about it. Sure. Did you? Yes. You wrote a book about <laughs> yes, it? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are actually a handicap. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think I gave you a signed copy. It's uh, nice to see that's at the forefront of your mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's right uh, over here. <laughs> uh, there's so much stuff in here. That's your signed copy right over there. Anyway, there's a great way to go, and it's called filterby.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 different filter sizes, so it's going to fit yours. If by some chance it doesn't, they'll even custom make one for you. Then they ship it free to your house within 24 hours. So it's not a long wait. You don't have to worry about, well, when is this? 10 business days? None of that stuff. And it's all manufactured right here in America. It's a great American company. All kinds of MERV options, uh, all the way up to hospital grade. So you know it's going to clean up your air. And right now you can also save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Then you never have to worry about when it's time to change your filters again because they just show up at your door and... And you know, so save money, save time, and have just make your life more convenient. It's filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Now, mm-hmm. handyman Brad Staggs. Well, you know, the, the only thing that people think less about than, than HVAC filters, that's true, because you never think about it, is earwax. And if you think about that, it's, is that not true? That's very well, true. not it's, anymore, because you remind me about it every day. <laughs> but the thing is, you never think about them until there's a problem. Yeah. Until you do some preemptive strikes mm-hmm. of your own. And right. I want to tell you about labyrinthitis. I'm sorry? What? Labyrinthitis. 
Okay. okay. It's, is that it's, people who are sick of the movie Labyrinth th- by Brad Pitt? And, well, then David that, Bowie, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Wasn't he in that? I don't know. It was a I, long time I ago. I don't think I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that old. Labyrinthitis <laughs> is the medical name for the inflammation of the labyrinth in your inner ear. So you see you oh. deep inside. You have uh-huh. a labyrinth. Okay. Huh. It's commonly caused by a viral infection, viral labyrinthitis. Uh, mm. Often comes on quickly in otherwise healthy people. Symptoms may start after a simple cold. This is why I don't ever read any sort of medical diagnosis on the internet because mm-hmm. I have everything. <laughs> I have every disease known to man. You and me both, brother. Is that mm. not something? I'm telling mm-hmm. you. It's a thing. But the way that you avoid even getting yourself into this position, anybody want to take a wild guess? I'm going to just take a stab and say wax RX. <laughs> Wax, sorry. So weird that you know Is that, that weird? That. Yeah. It's like you and I are thinking about uh, same, the same. Same wavelength. Wow. I knew we had a lot Scary. in common, but that really is frightening. Spooky. Yeah. Look, <laughs> earwax is nothing you want to think about until, again, there's a problem. So preemptive strike, use WaxRx.com. Three, huh. A simple three-step system, the drops, the bottle, the rinse. You want those soft and supple ears at the end. Supple. Very supple. UseWaxRx.com is the website. Promo code radio gets you free standard shipping. Avoid all these nasty things on the interweb. Go to UseWaxRx.com, promo code radio. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, Keith wants to what? share his irrational love for curling with us. Some irrational, update. irrational. USA, USA. Incomprehensible. Is that a better better word? Yeah. So the incomprehensible. Okay. Well, so the women are done. They they were very close to qualifying oh, uh, for no. the medal round, mm-hmm. but they fell this morning, so Darn. they're done. Okay. But the men mm-hmm. are on to the medal round after winning three straight matches at the end mm. to go from two and four to finish at five and four, and they are now in the final four teams, and they play tomorrow morning. If they win that contest and then one more, they will be your gold medal winners. So they have to win the next two to win be gold. The next two, yeah. They could lose the next one and then they'd be in what? The then bronze They'd be in the bronze thing. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've got a decent shot. Uh, it it good. was exciting. Uh, I mean, you, you you are an aficionado. Remember watching that one day for about 10 minutes? I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was they, last week. Yeah. It was not that hard to remember. Yeah. They got four stones. They scored four wow. points in one end. Wow. In one end. In one end. End is like a period destroyed, or an inning. Destroyed, like an inning right? in baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Destroyed Britain. Quarter. Uh, said, all right. Tell that to the Queen Mother. What a stupid mm-hmm. name for a period of time in a game. An the end. end. Well, it's not the end. You got That's nine true. of them? How could it be the end? Now, I agree with you about? completely. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, all right. That's why it's a stupid sport. Wait, no. That's not even know a what stupid to, sport. They don't even know what to call their periods of time. <laughs> They should have turned to the Americans for a little help on some of this stuff. Segment. And then it'd be a better a better game. About the, the segment. They could have called it a segment. Also, uh, last night, um, most of American frustrations continued the, uh, in figure skating, which everybody loves. At least my wife does and my daughters do. And, mm. uh, it's no curling. Every American in it, all three girls, fell. Wow. They all fell. Uh, of course, a lot of people did, but not the Olympic athletes from Russia. Uh, they didn't. So, 
Uh, I think the long program is tonight on that, so I'm get, still got an outside, very outside shot at a medal there. Uh, and then last night, Lindsey Vaughn, in her last Olympic race, took the bronze, which is mm. also kind of disappointing. Yeah, what are you going to do? Where, where are we now in the old standings there? I don't think we're doing well. Yeah, Maybe we're 13? still. Yeah, we're still sixth uh, place. Five um, gold. No. No? We got six gold? Wait. Maybe on. we shouldn't be saying this. Because <laughs> maybe, maybe this is all It only taped. took us a week and a half to yeah, realize okay. we were ruining we it. We won't give you the medal count right now. Because could, that could lead to good things. Yeah, yeah. But Norway, uh, spoiler alert, is still running away with it. Mm-hmm. Are they over 30 yet? 33. Oh, good gosh. Jerks. All-time yeah. record we set back in 2010 in Vancouver yeah, what was at it? 37. Oh, wow. Uh, they're probably going to top that. You know, at some point, haven't you won enough medals? <laughs> Come on, Norway. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. yes. They're hogging everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. There's an interesting story on uh, the Drudge Report. Olympics filled with athletes who just aren't that good. <laughs> uh, and... You know, of course, the picture that they that they carry here is the uh, the Tongan guy who participated in cross country skiing. You know, he's not a world class athlete. For some reason, he just qualified from Tonga. Uh, then last night it was kind of interesting because these Nigerian bob this Nigerian bobsled team for the women that they keep talking about mm-hmm. first time ever a Nigerian team. They're from Texas. They've lived in America all their lives. They're Americans. I think they were born there and then moved here. They're as American as anybody else. Uh, it's, I, I was thinking, okay, they had to, you know, they grew up in Africa where you're not around bobsledding. This is going to be a good story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're Americans. <laughs> so. So. So there you go. Triple so eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There should be no countries, though, Pat. We've already discussed this recently. You know, Imagine there's no countries. Mm-hmm. It isn't hard to do. Right. Nothing to kill or die for and no religion, too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Wow, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Just one world government under the communist banner. Without guns. And without guns. Without nuclear weapons. We'd all be equally poor. Yeah. It would be so wonderful. Just imagine that, if you will, in your mind's eye. And I think we should because I'm getting a little sick and tired of this country called Norway always winning everything. Should be no competition either. They're selfish. Mm-hmm. They're selfish. Sick of it. Uh, yesterday, despite the fact that the Parkland students uh, went to Tallahassee to talk to the legislators, the legislature in Florida said uh, no thank you to the assault weapons ban. Good for them. Uh, they were demanding that something be done, but um, in Florida, I think it was a, it was a vote of 76-21. Something yeah, like that. It was seven uh, something to it was it was not even close. Yeah, it was it was nowhere near what they needed to uh pass uh an assault weapons ban. Seventy one thirty six. Seventy one thirty six. Okay. So about doubled them, which is uh which is great. Now we just have to, you know, fight this battle federally as well. Because believe me, that's coming. And uh, the fight just got a little more interesting. Pat Robertson was talking about it. We've got some audio from Pat Robertson. We'll play that for you uh, coming up in a few minutes. And I love the fact that uh, Joe Scarborough from the Morning Cup of Postum with uh, he and his main squeeze or whatever that's called, <laughs> uh, 
his anti-gun rant went to uh, pro-life politics yesterday on MSNBC, and and he tried to tell us he's you know people consider him to be a liberal, but he's very very conservative. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might have been true in 1995. It is not true. And today, it may be Joe. true in the MSNBC studio. You're right, um, compared to everybody else there. I mean, come on. Yes. Uh, I mean, but uh, join us in reality, if you would, mm. Joe. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Did he write a song this time to to convey his points? Not that I know of, but I'm looking forward okay. to that. Looking forward to it. Also, uh, Texas school system has told. Any gun protesters that walk out on the 14th, uh, you'll be suspended if you do that because we're here for education, not for protesting. You want to protest, do that on your time. Awesome. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. is here and thank you for being here as well 888-900-3393 pat gray unleashed uh the parkland students are doing a press conference right now and uh taking turns speaking out uh looks to be an interesting uh press conference sure does filled with kids Telling us about gun control. Yeah, just just stick to the facts here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I'm doing. Just, just sticking to the. Don't facts. make any observations about them. Just the facts, man. Just the facts. Just like Joe Friday like on Dragnet. Just the facts, man. Like uh, like right so now. So the we're facts hearing... are uh, a kid who is he proclaimed himself to be the head of the improv club at he's school. President. He's the president. President of the, of the improv. Again, we're just giving you facts. He's the president of the. Now speaking out. Now he doesn't have any prepared remarks. He said, but he's the president of the improv club. He can improv this. So we'll see what he. Has to say, those in power have not taken action is one of the things he had to say. Mm-hmm. So This humanity does not deserve. Um, uh-huh. This and I just like to go. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. It's good. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh let's uh let's go to Ian in New York. Ian, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi guys. Uh, Hi. I just wanted to touch off on John Lennon there. With all that money and he walked around with a utopian mindset that he was safe. And look where it got him. He should have had armed security, off-duty cops around him, like most, most people do when they're of that stature. And he walked around believing in, in his utopian mind this was mm-hmm. going to be okay. And, and evil reached out and got him. And that's more reason why everybody should have a Second Amendment right to get a concealed carry, learn how to use it so you can get proficient with it, and you might save your own life one day. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. Uh, that is not the way uh, John Lennon felt in life. So, um, although there, there's, was it his his manager toward the end of his life said that he actually converted to uh, from Democrat to Republican. Kind of hard to believe. A lot of people have denied that, including Yoko Ono. Um, uh, but he swears up and down. He became a conservative at the end of his a life. Christian. A Christian conservative. I, I don't know yeah. if it's the same guy you're talking about. I, I don't know. I've either, read a but... story 
Yeah, it's it's wild, man. Yeah, there yeah. are there are those who were in his life at the time who claimed <laughs> that he had a major revelation and completely changed, which is interesting. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All this gun control uh, talk is it's not going to stop anytime soon. I mean this this thing has some serious momentum now, and it's like a snowball and it's rolling down the hill and it's gaining momentum. And uh, Pat Robertson, the televangelist, uh, is kind of adding to it now. He does, what is it? It's, uh, what is his thing called? Oh, it's a 700 Club. So mm-hmm. on the 700 Club last night, here's what Pat Robertson had to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a gun owner. I have hunted. I have you shot know. skeet. I, I've- he shot skeet, so you know he, he knows what he's talking about here. If he's shot skeet... Well then, okay, uh, we'll accept him as a uh, as a gun person. I've, I've gotten awards when I was in the Marine Corps for shooting. I, I I've got no opposition whatsoever to shooting. But, but for heaven's sakes, I don't think that the general population needs to have automatic weapons. He doesn't think that the general population needs to have automatic weapons. And guess what? They don't. They don't. Pat, so thank you on your thank you for your thoughts on this issue. The general population does not have automatic weapons for a century now. Come on, mm. they've been banned for since 1934. Mm. Good heavens! It just doesn't have to have mm. uh, uh, Russian built or Chinese built uh, machine guns. Amen. They, as a rule, the general population doesn't have Russian-built or Chinese-built machine guns. <laughs> I guess he's talking about a Kalishnikov? I just... Or, I, I don't know what Pat Robertson's I mean, talking about. It hurts. What is this? It just doesn't. I mean, it's one thing to defend uh, yourself with a pistol or a shotgun to hunt with. To something hunt. else to have... Uh, and I think... And that's not what it's about. Again, can I just say... Uh, it's not about having a pistol or a shotgun to hunt with. That is not the intent of the Second Amendment. It's not like James Madison and Governor Morris were sitting around one day and thought, okay, they got the right to speak freely now and yeah. to assemble. We're done, right? Yeah. Well, maybe we could do one more thing because you know what Americans really enjoy during the fall season? Skeet shooting. Skeet shooting and hunting. hunting. What if we allow them to have hunting rifles so that they can bag a deer once a year. Yeah, but what about that? What if they can shoot squirrels who are I don't know problematic? Huh? I don't. I don't know. know. Do you really? I don't know. Do we need more than one? Nobody amendment? needs more than one. Maybe we just say. Well, I mean, this phrase keeps going through my head. What you got? That the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's a little wordy. And then Governor Morris said to James, nah, it's, it's, nah, this is not about that. It's about hunting. So they can infringe it a little bit. So there's right? a should, So I think they're rough And then draft. James Madison said, no, uh-huh. I, I, I don't think so. But I do like the hunting qualification here. It uh-huh. should be about hunting. That's not what happened. <laughs> so wait, 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 what wait. happened. So if you look close to the original um, the Bill of Rights, it's, uh-huh. not like, it's not like you see the eraser marks. Where they had written about hunting and stuff, you don't you don't have that back there. The- no. Okay. Mm-mm. No. All right. Yeah. So uh, 
You know, it's not, and it's not like our, our founders at the time said, you know what, and in fact, uh, on hunting itself, let's, let's make them get a license from us. Let's make them get a license from us before they can do that. Because we're going to regulate that, and and we'll make sure it's only once a year, like for six weeks. And that's when Thomas Jefferson chimed in. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Make sure that the license is from just the individual states. He did, but he was in France at yeah, the time, yeah. so it took a long time yeah. for his response to get back to him. And it just didn't even It's just so, a mess. Yeah, it's ugly. We can ban those things without too much trouble. And they well, had too much trouble. bump stock that was... Mm-hmm. You hit it, it would all go automatic. and You just hit it, I mean, and it goes automatic. We can stop that. And we then stop it. there has to be some medical uh, mm-hmm. background check. If somebody is, mm. is seeing a psychiatrist, is on medication, uh, he or she needs to be mm-hmm. prohibited mm-hmm. from being turned loose to the general population. It's just got to be. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, wow. So it's they- sensible. Apparently, but as far as the right of mm-hmm. the people to keep and bear arms, the Second Amendment, and we're all for it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's obvious <laughs> from what you just said. That is, you didn't even need to add that part because that was so crystal clear from the previous minute and a half of gun control. And then at the end, I guess if you have some kind of issue, you can't be turned loose on society. We've got to lock you up. I, what is that? Thank you for the advice, Pat. We'll we'll take that into consideration. That's great stuff. Wow. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What do we know the percentage? I cannot find it here. Uh percentage of Americans that are taking like behavioral drugs. And think of the think of the generation of kids now that are on behavioral drugs just if they I don't know, oh, yeah. talk in class or something, mm-hmm. uh, which would go on their permanent record. you got to be careful wherever you're going to draw this line. Where do you to- draw that line? Do you draw it at Ritalin? I mean, do you draw it where? Because you're eliminating millions of people if you do. That's, that's just so. A, that's a right that you are just a, handing over. It's a really you- tough one. Really tough one. Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Howdy. Hey. Howdy, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I started shooting at three years old. I'm 65 now. Of course, I got a wire up my spine, electronic stimulator. I take opioids. So maybe they should take my guns away, which I have a collection of quite a few. Uh, but I started playing with guns as a antique gun in the orange groves. You know, I was taught how to be safe. Uh, mm-hmm. The idea that we have people at all over the world that are taught, you're not old enough, you're too old. And we're doing it here. So we're going to have more control over us mm-hmm. from the day we're born. If we're born with a, uh, I guess you'd say, a, a criminal uh, record already, because then you have to be told, you have to go through background checks. Wait a minute. The bad guys should go through background checks. You're too old if you have some kind of problem like Parkinson's. I had a customer that was paralyzed. He shot guns by using a mouth unit. The idea that we have teachers that tell kids they shouldn't have a firearm, but then the teacher can't protect them in that school. We need to look at it that we're not, well, we had a 12-year-old in the Civil War that was an officer. We've had people that know what they're doing at young ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that they keep coming up with idea uh, the, the background checks, well, everybody should go through a background check at a swap meet or a gun show. Then they can't go in and buy a gun. The idea is they shouldn't be getting guns. Well, all over the world, child uh, warriors are being made to fight with guns illegally. We have good guys here being taught. We have bad guys here being taught. 
we still have to look at the age of, well, wait a minute, age of consent, okay? They keep trying to lower that age, age of consent. Okay, then they try to raise the age of ownership of a firearm. We're stupid or we're smart. Our kids are trained or not trained. I remember going to school in the 50s and taking my antique guns for show and tell. Uh, shooting clubs had uh, their guns at the school. We do not understand these Those days, days are gone, we're boy. not taught mm. that there are people that are smart enough to yeah. do the right thing. Absolutely. A bad guy should have their ID marked. No, you can't have a firearm. You can't go on that gun show. That way, the background check is real simple. You can't go there. You can't get it. You can't look at it. You can't find it. can't shoot it. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Things have changed a lot uh, since three year olds were taught to, and it may still happen from time to time. But wow, I, I think that's pretty rare. But if you're going to have firearms around your children, you've got to teach them how to have a healthy respect for them. You got to teach them how to use them so that they're not, you know, so something tragic doesn't happen. And that's what they did uh, back in the day when just about everybody owned firearms from our founding fathers. Frank in Washington, welcome to the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. Um, say there is a background check system that the idea has been kicked around for a good 20, 25 years, but it never gets it out into the light of day. And that system is called the Blind Identification Database System. Uh, it's known in short as BIDS, B-I-D-S. Mm-hmm. If you Googled Nick's versus Bids, you would find probably one of the top guys who advocates it, a fellow in Phoenix named Alan, Alan Corwin, writes a lot of gun law books for the various states. The nutshell is this. <clears throat> when you go to the current Nick system is based on getting your green light from a federal office in Washington, D.C., okay? Mm-hmm. You go to, the, go to the gun dealer, make a purchase. He runs your numbers, runs your information to the feds. They send him an okay back. Okay. Yeah. Under the, and by the way, part of the information that the feds get, the serial number of the gun you're buying, but they're not building a registration system. That's against the law. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You go back to the gun store an hour later to the very gun store you just bought a gun from. Mm -hmm. You got to do another background check. They just proved you're not a criminal, but you got to do another background check. So they get that serial number. Right. The bid system is blind. It occurs strictly between the purchaser and the seller. The seller has a continuously updated, encoded list of federally prohibited persons. And you go in, you say, I'd like to buy a gun. He runs this thing. He says, I'm sorry, my database shows that you're a prohibited person. The federal government never knows that you tried to buy the gun. Okay. And the beauty of it is is that the system works equally as well for private sales because now you and I go down to the neighborhood gun store, the federally licensed, you know, the FFL, Mm -hmm. and – we pay him a 10 or $15 fee for his time and effort. And he runs your information and he comes back and says, yes, Frank, you can sell Pat that gun. And the federal government never knows. That sounds like a pretty good system. It's the first I'm hearing about it. I, I didn't know about the bid system. And, but so what do people, what's the ask, argument against it? I think the argument against it is that people want the government to give the nod. Yeah. And the thing is, the government is giving the nod in, in the bid system. The government is giving the nod through the dealer, but they never know that the transaction took place. They want to know the transaction took place. You know, here in Washington, we just passed a uh, uh, universal background check system where, uh, I don't know, four years ago. Um, and basically, all private firearms transactions now go through the state of Washington, and they build a registration list. 
Hmm. That's it's, interesting. It's a de facto registration list. That Everybody could, knows, you know. Yeah, I'm going to so, have to do a little research into this because it, it sounds like a pretty good system. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Frank. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. If you know anything about me, you know I'm not exactly a health food nut, <laughs> right? Uh, you may have heard some people here talking about uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. And they tried to convince me to take it because it contains all kinds of fantastic superfood vegetables and fruits. So it's fruits and vegetables. And um, I was skeptical. But I took it home and decided to give it a try. And uh, it's the only way I get any vegetables in my diet. My wife just puts it in a protein drink for me. And it, t- it actually tastes great. And now I have more energy than I, I did before. And it seems to keep my hunger at bay uh, while I'm here at work, which is a really good thing. Because before this, I just go down to our little shop there that has all kinds of junk food yeah. and uh, buy it three or four times a day. Come back holding just mm-hmm. like candy bars and yes. stuff falling out of your shirt. Uh-huh. Pretty gross. So every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. It's prebiotic, probiotic, boosts immunity, antioxidant power, and it's not an extract. It's a real food. So all you have to do is just put a scoop of this into eight ounces of water or any of whatever you like to drink. Make a shake, uh, make a smoothie like like I do. It, it's that easy, and it tastes great. Just go to Brickhouse Pat. Dot com brickhousepat.com try field of greens today and get your free shaker bottle with the offer code pat brickhousepat.com that's brickhousepat.com pat gray unleashed the blaze radio network Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Also available at Pat Unleashed. Uh, we got some tweets here. Oh, on Twitter.com. Uh, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. From Kaboom. I'm an ambidextrous bowler with extremely rare bone degeneration in my hand. Oh, no. Where's my superhero representation? Why am I so oppressed? Really good question. That's... I don't know, Kaboom, and it's just wrong. I'm going to march for him. Really, really wrong. Um,. Also, this, me and my three wives, two husbands, and four dogs all agree that incest is just gross. <laughs> incest is the one thing you can actually still say that about? Well, and polygamy. I think you can say polygamy is wrong for some reason. I don't, I don't understand that. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I, I don't understand that. I'm sorry. I know you have more tweets to read, but mm-hmm. there's a new, there's a new um, wrinkle to the uh, kids uh, trying to stop guns in the Second mm-hmm. Amendment. They're now walking around, um, instead of in class, they're now walking around with their hands up, and one hand says don't, and the other says shoot. So now we have a marriage between mm-hmm. the uh, myth that was the uh, beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, and now That's great. stop the second amendment. That's a good development. Okay, sorry. Uh, Just to Muck and Fudge says, uh, Pat's copy of the Blaze Brad's book, <laughs> Brad's book, uh, we were talking about yeah. that a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I guess he wrote a book. Yeah, and uh, I tweeted about it. It's a handyman kind of book Check or something. It out, yeah. 
at the Blaze Keith. Anyway, he uh, assumes that my my copy must be with the George Washington letter that Glenn gave to Romney. That <laughs> I I think of that every now and then, and it they might hurt, be in the same place. I hurt for Glenn on that. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's tough. Uh, it is hard because he did it in a really nice gesture. Yeah, and he probably shouldn't have done it mm. uh, because I don't know that that was as valued as he valued it Mm-mm. by the other side. And we saw the outcome of that. So, where is that? Like to have that moment back. Oh. Uh, Lone Wolf 2965. A little surprise pat didn't move straight to inconceivable when looking for the word to describe Keith's love of curling. Um, by the way, um, Pat, there's good news for you. I won't be giving any more curling updates during the Pat Gray Unleashed program, as apparently uh, the men's match will be re aired later today. And I have ruined it for at least one individual out there. I apologize. At least one? At most one. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> you ruined it for at Stop most it. one person. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Uh, this is kind of a, a uh, an amazing story. Multiple guns, including an AR-15 style rifle, ammunition, grenades, a ballistic vest, and a list of grievances against fellow students were found at the home of the Maryland teen... Charged with bringing a loaded gun and knife to Clarksburg High School last week. So a tragedy was averted here. Montgomery County Police said on Friday, February 15th, 18-year-old Alwyn Chen was arrested and charged with possession of a handgun, firearm by a person under 21, and possession of a firearm on school property. Currently being held without bond. Also allegedly brought a gun to school once before. Uh, Chen's defense stated that the teen has no evidence of mental health. I guess issues is what they mean. Mm-hmm. This is no evidence of mental health. So he, he's there's no evidence he's healthy mentally. That's probably a bad thing. Uh, and that he has completely cooperated with authorities. His defense also stated in court, Chen is an honor roll student with scholarship offers from two universities. Well, then... What's the deal with the list of grievances and the people he's going to kill? What's the deal with the grenades and AR-15 that he's got ready to go, loaded, and about to shoot people with? In his own words. Uh, Anyway, tragedy averted, apparently. They've got four or five of these kids in custody since the last shooting. A little more proactive nature on the part of... uh, Law enforcement, like the FBI, who knew about this last shooter in advance and did nothing, uh, you know, that'll go a long way to stopping these things without any kind of gun control legislation. John, in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Just wanted to say that this situation seems to place us inside the box thinking, and the name of the box is extreme ignorance. You have the extreme young... And the extreme old, both throwing out ignorant views on the uh, firearm issue. Mm-hmm. The uh, problem we have with that is you don't have any reasonable uh, people chiming in on this, because by very nature of extremism, these people are loud and pushy. Reasonable people are not. So we are underrepresented. I mean, you've got 10% of the, of the country polarized in either of these two extremes. And, uh, you know, there's 90% of us who, you know, we're just standing back 
mm-hmm. with our hand on our on on the butt of our pistol, waiting to see what's going to happen next. You know, in an unsure position. So the only people talking are the people who are wrong. Yeah. So this gives us a biased view, and I want to know where all of our our oath keeping veterans are on this. When it comes to that part of the oath that says, defend this country against enemies both foreign and domestic. Appreciate it, John. That's what we need right now. Our veterans to come forward in in this uh, situation because somebody's got to combat the kids who are scoring a ton of emotional points right now. We need the counterpoint to it. And I think you've touched on a great way to... A great group of people who could provide that. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. This keep this just keeps happening. A uh, longtime Dora, Alabama police officer was wearing his uniform when he went into a little Caesar's Pizza restaurant last Tuesday to pick up dinner for his family. And they refused. The people behind the counter would not sell a pizza to this police officer because he was a police officer. So he and his family reported the incident to the Little Caesars corporate office, which was excellent of them to do. And a corporate spokeswoman uh, said an investigation revealed the company's core principles were not followed. The two employees were terminated the following morning. Good. Bet that surprised them. Wait, why? We can't just decide? We can't, we won't, we won't sell a pizza to cops? And for that, we got fired? Uh, Also, Little Caesars visited the Dora Police Department and gave every officer there free pizza. That's a nice move. That was, uh, they, they did that the very next day. Just to kind of take care of this situation once and for all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. As a listener in Louisville told us uh, the other day, there is a kill the NRA billboard up in Louisville, and no, nobody has even been yelling and screaming about this. Yeah, I'm I'm not even a huge fan of the NRA, frankly, based on some of the policies they've had lately. Some of the uh, politicians they've supported lately, like, I don't know, Mitch McConnell, when they had far, far better alternatives. But the demonization of this organization has to stop. It's insane. This is a this is very much like. uh, Do you remember the whole thing with Halliburton? I mean, Halliburton was demonized to the point where. Every time on my show in Houston, every time the name was said or I said it, I played this music because because they're so, so evil. (laughs) Halliburton. 
and you had to you had to sort of express the evil uh, in that way uh, because wow were they demonized they demonized ExxonMobil they demonized the Koch brothers they demonized billionaires anybody successful except for billionaires who are leftists like Bill Gates and George Soros they're fine but any billionaire on the right who gives money to people on the right, totally demonized. The Citizens United verdict, demonized. And now it's the NRA. And it's okay, I guess, to even have a billboard up that says, kill these people. Uh, and there's nothing done about it. Nobody cares. This The group called Resist 45 is apparently behind this movement. It's a, res- it's a reference to the resistance movement against Donald Trump. Okay, resist 45. Yeah, He's 45th, 45th president. president. Mm-hmm. Took a while for that to dawn on me. <laughs> That's okay. Gotcha. In fact, I've read the article a couple of times and it didn't dawn on me. <laughs> What's 45? <laughs> 40, resist 45. What is, just random number. Really strange. I don't, uh, I don't understand the tie-in there. Something. Huh. <laughs> Dude, a little thick. I'm a little I, thick. No, right I, trust me. I, I do that stuff every day, multiple <laughs> times a day. I got it. Resist forty-five. Why the number forty-five? Is it a four and then a five and what oh, do you I put them it. together? And it's no. Uh, see, I overthink these things. I go, <laughs> is April fifth an important day that I should know about? <laughs> I didn't even go that far. Anyway, a spokeswoman for Outfront Media confirmed that the sign, which has been in place uh, for almost a week now, wasn't part of an ad buy. And that it's in the process of being taken down. Although there was no sign of that happening uh, by the time this article was written. Some commuters thought the vandalized message encouraged... (laughs) Oh no, what? No. Get this! Uh Get this! Okay, the message on the billboard, the only thing that it says is kill the NRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And then in the corner it says uh, resist 45. And then the quote from the reporter who reported this, is some commuters thought the vandalized message encouraged violence. What? What what a limb to be going out on. (laughs) That is a powerful statement. How did they get that impression, some of these people? People are so sensitive, man. It's not like it says kill... Uh, well, the uh, yeah, it okay, does. It does? Okay, but shoot. okay, I don't know how to help. But me. who knows what they mean by that? Yeah, it's so ambiguous. The word "kill." I mean, it could mean that is a kill man. or kill. Uh, a far left Facebook group also openly encouraged its members to shoot Republicans as revenge for the Parkland massacre. Mm. Dear crazed shooters. The GOP has frequent baseball practice. You really want to be remembered? That's how you do it. Uh. Signed, Americans tired of our politicians bathing in the blood of the innocent for a few million dollars from the terrorist organization NRA. Good heavens, man. That is just absolutely incredible. You remember the shooting uh, at the Republican baseball game? Another post uh, poster asked. One of those should happen every week. Until the NRA-funded sons of bitches do something about this. Uh, and that's okay. Don't, don't worry about that. But keep in mind, Sarah Palin can't say that she's targeted a district uh, f- to be defeated in an election. Because that's violent rhetoric. And we heard about that, I don't know, for two years? Three years? 
all we heard about was the violent rhetoric of the Tea Party. And But people are, are fine. The left is fine saying all of this kind of nonsense. It's really, this is staggering. Oh, man. Uh, also, there was a uh, teacher from Parkland, from the Parkland School, who was caught texting students to attend an anti-Second Amendment rally. Now, this is, keep in mind, they keep telling us, this isn't a partisan issue. This is not about partisans. Uh, this is not Republicans versus Democrats. It's not left and right. This is about right and wrong. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because a uh, reporter on, from CNN, to his credit, caught one of the teachers named Sarah Lerner texting messages to her students on their personal cell phones, encouraging them to attend an anti-gun rally in Coral Springs, Florida, which was hosted by Every Town for Gun Safety. <laughs> that, of course, is the radical left-wing Michael Bloomberg group funded by Michael Bloomberg, an anti-gun nut who just wants guns taken from American people. They're just flat out. They don't care about the Second Amendment. They want it repealed. Uh, Many students also told the reporter that they're pro-Second Amendment. However, the media is only focusing on the kids who want gun control. And that's for sure. Have you yep. seen any of them? I saw the ROTC kid. That's it. That's all that came to mind. Yep. And that's that's all I've seen from anybody who supports the Second Amendment. From anybody who says, this isn't about guns, it's about crazy people. <clears throat> Since the mass murder of the shooter, uh, the media has gravitated toward this group of students. Uh, they're following them like crazy today, and they're doing it on, on Fox, too. Yep. So they're playing right into their hands. Both Fox and CNN... Full frontal coverage on this thing. Non-stop coverage of the students from Parkland demanding whatever it is they're demanding right now. And they refuse to speak with the students who are pro-Trump or, or pro-Second Amendment. So it makes it look like everybody at that school demands some kind of action on gun control. We've got to stop assault weapons. We've got to stop the slaughter. And, I mean, we've given you the statistics many, many times. Uh, But even the murder rate, you know, that that encompasses all murders in the United States, all all gun violence that has killed someone, 33,000 people a year. When you break that down, 21,000 of those commit suicide every year. 21,000 out of 33. So now you're down to about 12,000. Well, 2,500 more were accidental deaths through, you know, nobody's fault, just bad handling of guns. Uh, And so now you're down even further. And of those assault rifles, like the AR-15, it's around 300 deaths. They're responsible for something like 3% or something, or less. So if you're going to ban a gun, you better go after handguns. Because that's what's killing most people. Out of the about 8,000 gun murders, almost all of them are done by a handgun. So, I mean, they're not even they're not even trying to tackle the problem they think they're tackling. 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. 
Yeah, um, basically, uh, everybody, you know, I mean, it's a tragedy. It's a, we've all went over this. You, everybody that, uh, you know, agrees more with you, more the conservative side, that we need more security guards. And this kid was a psycho. He, he could have pulled that fire alarm, got in his car, and drove through a crowd of people, and they would have said nothing about an automobile. First, mm-hmm. once they, they're basically trying to push, I got, I hope they don't pass this with, the, you know, the AR-15 to ban them because we'll never get them back. Then they'll go on to the guns. Well, see, guns kill more people than long rifles. We have to take the, gu- the handguns right. away now. That's right. And it, just, like New- just like England, we're going to be disarmed, and then things will get really bad. Well, I'm to the point now I do feel bad for these kids. Now you want to have a discussion? Let's have a discussion. You're not taking my guns. I'll put it, and I think most America, you're not taking them. I don't care if you pass a law you want them, come and take my guns. I know that sounds that's radical and everything. Well, I'm an American. I know the Constitution. I know my rights. And I know mm-hmm. what the founding fathers meant when they said, mm-hmm. shall not be infringed. Well, come and take my guns. And you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I, that sounds radical. Well, whatever. I'm a, I'm, a God, I'm a God-fearing American, and I fear that we don't have our guns and what the government would do to us. We've seen it in history, yep. but these people don't. And they can call me every name in the world, try and shame me. I'll wear and a hashtag. I feel shame. Not a problem. I, I'll mm-hmm. deal with it. I'm just so sick of this whining. and I'm a, They're trying to play in the heartstrings, and I, I don't have a heart for this anymore. <laughs> I just do not have a heart, and I believe a lot of Americans are to the point now. That's why Trump got elected, because he had the, I don't know if exactly you can say it, right. balls to stand up and tell these people what's up. And that's why people love him, because he's, he's not playing into their little emotional games anymore. That, that's far gone, and now they're, they're using children to push their message. It's despicable. It, well, they've gone, they're at their last line. They've got yep. nothing else. And I think, they, that, I think they planned this since the last shooting. And I think they, they determined as soon as this happens at the next school, we're going there and we're going to mobilize the kids. And I think that's exactly what happened here. I, I, I would not put a pass them yep. at all. They are very disturbed people. But God very. bless America and they're not taking my guns. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks, Dave. The thing is, Dave's not alone in that. There are millions of gun owners who feel the same way, feel the exact same way. Why? Because we know that that's what was intended by the Second Amendment. You're not going to take my guns from me. I don't care what you, you, you... That right came from God and you're not going to take it. You're just not going to. Plus, we also saw what happened in other countries, the countries they themselves promote all the time. Well, in England, they were able to ban the guns after a massive tragedy. Yeah, and what happened the next year and the year after that? And the year after that! Gun death tripled! That's what happened. It went up 300%. That's what happened. Did it even out to about where it was before the gun ban? Yeah, but how did that help? That didn't help anything. It took 10 years for it to get back to where it was before the ban. Same exact thing happened in Australia. Look at the facts. It didn't help at all. Do they have less gun deaths than we do in the United States? Of course they do, yeah. But they always have. But the thing is, the banning of guns didn't change anything for that country. So if you ban the guns here, you go ahead. I mean, uh, it's not going to change anything. That's not how you fix this. You fix this by fixing people. And the people, some of the people are broken right now. And we're not doing a damn thing about it. 888 Something that uh, we are doing something about. Real estate agents, because there is something we can do about that. Glenn and Tanya had a really terrible experience with this. 
uh, trying to sell their home in Connecticut, and they didn't want that to have to happen to you. So they thought about, well, how can we make this a better experience for people? What if what if we got together real estate agents because they who who actually listen to the show and enjoy it just like the people listening to us do? Huge step, right? But also they didn't stop there. They also looked at their experience, uh, what kind of marketing plan they have, the character of the people involved, and the results they get for their clients. So those, those are the categories, those are the barometers Glenn's team uses to make sure that the network is made up of only the best agents in America and people who share your principles and values. It's a, it's a great way to buy and sell a house. So if you're looking to sell your house right now and you want to do it really fast and you want to get the most money out of it, or maybe you're even looking to buy, either way, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. And find the best agent in your town. Uh, let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The media has been uh, absolutely despicable in their coverage since this horrible, horrific tragedy. Uh, and yesterday, Nicole Wallace from CNN uh, said something just absolutely astounding to me. Listen to this. It's creating a bit of confusion about whether he'd seen Sean Hannity, the man, or the program. It turns out he meant the program. But he tweeted, mm. caught Sean Hannity at the gym tonight. Didn't know he was talking mm. about American alleged interference in other countries' elections as an excuse for Russia like violating our thing. sovereignty. That's exactly mm. the whataboutism argument Putin's TV channels make. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, I guess so, one of the differences between uh-huh. um, any any stipulated um, Lack of, of, of fulsomeness in the Obama era response was it, it didn't have a network um, distorting the truth for it. Donald Trump does. Uh, <laughs> okay. The Obama administration didn't have a network distorting the truth for it? <clears throat> no, you're right. They had multiple <laughs> networks distorting the truth for it. Yes, Donald Trump does have a network, Fox News. Yes, he has one network distorting the truth for him from time to time. There's no question. I'm no, I'm no argument there. How unbelievably freaking stupid are you to say Barack Obama didn't have any media on his side distorting truth for him? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're right. Other than CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. And let's not forget about all the newspaper coverage, the magazines, Time, Newsweek, everybody. And the school that your children are attending. Yeah, absolutely. Every university. I mean, to what, are you aware? Have you been in America? Wake up, pumpkin. Wake up. 
Are you kidding? I guess the difference is that Barack Obama didn't have a network distorting the truth for me. Nobody was on his side. Everybody was against Barack Obama. (laughs) That's one of the dumbest things ever uttered on broadcast television. Wow. Here's a guy who lied over and over and over about his signature issue. Yeah, if you want your doctor, you like your doctor, you you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. If you like your plan, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. If you like them, you keep them. If you keep them, you like them. If you like them, you keep them. Keep them, like them, like them, keep them. Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, okay, not so much. For but that only affects seven million of you. Don't worry about it. That I mean, I don't. What I forgot to throw in yeah. is if I don't like it, you can't keep it. Okay, you might like it, but if I don't, you can't keep it. I've deemed it not good enough for you. That's so, not what you said. Though. Yeah, I know, but I don't even worry about that. Shh. And see, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS all covered for him under under those circumstances. They all covered. He lied through his freaking teeth over and over and over and over. How about the 2500 savings per family per year? How'd that go? Hmm, a little differently, since it went the exact opposite. In fact, it's worse than that now. <laughs> I just, I mean, wow, some of these people are just mind-bogglingly but stupid uh, Hey, there's an NRA uh, CNN town hall tonight. NRA is going to actually show up. Uh, this uh, sounds a little scary until you find out that the representative for the NRA is Dana Lash. So that's awesome. So Dana Lash will be at this CNN town hall uh, listening to the students. This, the town hall is called Stand Up. The students of Stoneman Douglas demand action. It will also bring together uh, victims' classmates, parents, other community members. Florida rep uh, Ted Deutsch will be there. Uh, Senators Bill Nelson and Marco Rubio, Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel has also agreed to participate. He's the one, didn't he? Isn't he the one that Jeffy said he likes? Well, no. that's one of my favorite. Uh, that's one of my no. favorite sheriffs in the country. No, Sheriff Israel is the um, the guy there at the Parkland area who's okay. been leading. This. Oh, okay. So he's one of the gun control guys. That's not Jeffy's uh, guy then. Is he? Or is he one of the gun control guys? I, I think he's just there as a participant. I think there's mm. kind of a neutral. Okay. I, th- I think you got one side, the other, and then just kind well, of. Well, he'll be here for uh, chewing the fat. We'll ask him. Okay. Uh, several students, including, uh, and we, you, the names won't mean anything to you. You don't know these kids, uh, I don't think. Uh, but they'll also participate. And then they're, they're, they'll look familiar to you because you've seen them everywhere, including CNN and Fox today uh, for that press conference where they, I don't know, 306 of them spoke out or something. It was It was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. I think you're rounding down uh-huh. on that number. Uh-huh. But yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot. And it's going to continue. Uh, so get used to it. Uh, Gary in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Ah, yeah, hi there. Hi. Um, I was telling your screener, uh, just last week, there was a, it was on the news, it was here in Minnesota, there was a story about, it was a car accident where four cars rear-ended each other at a stoplight. And one of the guys in the, in the accident jumped out with a knife and was threatening and, and going after the other people in the accident. Mm. And, well, a whole bunch of people stopped, and there was this one guy that tried to intervene and stop him. And the guy, you know, went after him with the knife, and the guy had a gun, and he shot him dead. Wow. And uh, there was all kinds of witnesses and everything that, uh, you know, the guy went after him. 
and there's no, you know, everything is fine. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, the guns save lives. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and, you know, there's, and a, then, there's a hundred of those stories every month. A hundred, probably, if not more. And you just never hear about them. Uh, appreciate the call, Gary, because they don't fit the narrative. The media doesn't cover them. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want you to know about it. And so they say nothing. And so nothing ever, nothing positive is ever said by the media about guns actually saving lives, as in the situation you just mentioned. That happens all the time. I mean, stories of break-ins where people, in fact, there was one just a couple of weeks ago where a guy was kicking down a door and the man had a had a shotgun and he's like don't yeah don't come in here i got a gun stop stop trying to get in here he kept kicking the door he's like don't don't do it i'm serious i have a gun i will use it and he kicked the door in anyway and the guy used it and uh he didn't make it out of the guy's house after he kicked the door in so there's all kinds of stories like that and, you know, again, that's not, as good as those stories are, they're not even what the Second Amendment is about. <laughs> the Second Amendment was written because there was an oppressive government and they needed to be armed against it and they needed to fight against it. And what's the first thing the British government did when they came to America? They went after the guns. The guns. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed and Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. 888 It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed in time for Chewing the Fad with Jeffy. We can continue. Or, you know what? We'll just move on. Billy Graham. We lost Billy Graham. Oh, that's I know. Yeah, I, I meant to say, I mean, it was 99. very sad. 99. I mean, 99. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Seemed like I, a really good guy. He sure did. And I mean, uh, it you know, obviously known as America's pastor, but that's probably true, right? I mean, he was America's totally. pastor. Absolutely. Um, I love the fact that he launched his first radio program in 1943. Wow. Uh, Songs in the Night. And it, he said that lasted only a year, but that's when he realized, I can reach a whole heck of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that moved to, you know, TV and radio and moved on. And he said uh, he was still in, the, uh, in his early 30s uh, when he did a revival meetings under a circus tent in Los Angeles in a parking lot. And the newspapers and the, the press all fell in love with him. And that's when he founded the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Mm-hmm. Okay. Started the world, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 185 countries, right? Tomorrow did uh, you know, rallied against godless communism. Yeah, yeah, he said stuff about drugs and sex and violence, too. But that godless communism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of that stuff was okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody's like that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the old, uh, remember when you were watching TV as a little kid with your grandfather? 
And, uh, you know, guys like Rex Humbard and Oral Roberts. And mm-hmm. uh, we still had Pat Robertson. He's still around, right? James mm-hmm. Robeson, big guy. I don't think that any of these guys aren't aren't Billy Graham. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry Falwell, maybe. Maybe in his heyday. Mm. Uh, Joel Osteen, John Hagee, Jim Baker. I mean, they're, I mean, I those, they're huge. Hagee. I do, He's too. I do, too. Good man. I mean, I just, I just trying to think that, you know, mm-hmm. are they... As big? Are they same uh, in the Billy Graham space? I don't know. Mm. Mm. I know. That's what, I know. That's right. Yeah. Some of them are close. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham really close. had the unique ability to speak his mind, um, get his message out there, and was in no way divisive toward anyone. No one. I mean, has I, honestly, has anyone? Have you ever heard anyone say a bad well, thing? Well, I, I think man? during the Kennedy uh, election, right back in the '60s, he pissed a bunch of people off because he was, was bad mouthing Roman Catholics or something. Mm. If I remember really? the stories. If I remember the oh. stories right, mm, yeah, but that was back know. then. Do you know that for a fact? I, I think that was part of the stories. Oh, you think? Maybe you ought to look it up. You'll do your own homework. That's what this network tells you to do. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. We didn't know we had that until you just blurted it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's true. It is. In fact, I think it said something in this. I'm looking uh, right now. I think it said something in this article that I passed that. over. Hold on. We'll find you want to do this. Martin Luther King. They preached to Martin Luther King, George Washington, Civil Rights Movement. Mm. Where was it? Why don't you? Uh, Graham opposed the candidacy of John F. Kennedy and actively encouraged other religious leaders to speak out about the dangers of having a Roman Catholic in the White House. Okay, there you go. So, all right, okay. I'd like to know the you quote, know, though. Okay. Yeah, okay. The go quote ahead. was Roman Catholics. No, I mean, should not yeah. be in the White House. <laughs> is that what? Is that's that what the quote was? That's, that's right. That was a quote. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Uh, Dallas Mavericks hostile workplace is an open secret. Look out! Really, they're bringing down the NBA. Oh boy. Dallas Mavericks office allegedly was an unsafe work environment for female employees. Why? Is it because of, uh, uh, what's his face? No, uh, no, it was uh, their Cuban? former president. Cuban? Nope, he was not mentioned in any of it. Oh, wow. In fact, Cuban uh, uh, said he denied any, he didn't know any of this, mm-hmm. uh, the extent of it, what was going on. The team president, uh, this uh, Taderma Usury, who resigned in 2015, was the main guy. Who would cause the hostile workplace? Okay, so I think it's just uh, female employees maybe looking to get a little cash. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could. could be wrong, but you the often are. I mean, so. uh, not really. It but wouldn't be okay. surprising. Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, based off what I've read here, uh, Cuban said uh, we just fu- we just fired our HR person. I don't have any tolerance for what I've read, so he's going to clean house, which is good. But you know, I'm sure that they uh, the one uh, the one uh, person that worked for him uh, big time. She was saying that. Uh, uh, I'd go to the office and it was the zoo. This is complete S show. My anxiety would go down dealing with the players. It'd go up when I got to my desk. So that's uh, you know the last couple of years when the team president was there until 2015. So it could mm. you know it's kind of a cash run. I think. Um, mm. uh, may I interrupt? Um, in 1950, evangelicals and Catholics uh, they eyed each other with deep suspicion. Most evangelicals felt that Catholicism was sub-Christian at best, and many believed that it was not Christian at all. But Billy Graham risked a great deal with his core constituency when he began building bridges between evangelicals and Catholics. This began in earnest in 1957. Huh. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about all. Why of these... would he say such horrible things about the Roman Catholics? Again, I'm looking for Kennedy, your quote during the. But Kennedy. this goes on to detail his close friendships with Catholic leaders, including President Kennedy. But huh. continue. Interesting. 
That is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're cool. I mean, I gotta find a source for that one. Put that in your pipe, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> okay, not helpful. Is the source? No, we need I'm a chewing Billy, the fat. No, we need a Billy Graham quote. I don't see a Billy Graham anti-Catholic quote anywhere. Oh, he hated it. oh my God! He hated oh, here we go. <laughs> he hated <laughs> him. You're wrong. He did Move not. On. You can't just throw that. Oh out. my gosh, Stop he it. was so bad. Stop it. <laughs> I love Billy Graham. You yeah, stop. I did. Seriously. I remember. I mean, mm. I was forced to watch his, you know, when he was on TV. I mean, you you weren't missing a Billy Graham show. You just weren't. Um, hold on. Hold on. You just were not missing. This it. is not a dig at you whatsoever, Jeffy. But uh, that story. But no, no, it's not actually. That story. You read that. What you just said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That verbatim is on a Wikipedia page that whoever oh, okay. wrote so that story copy and copied and pasted. And the source is uh, a PBS uh, Frontline special. Um, it doesn't oh, say, wow. and there's not a quote so associated with it. it. Bad, it's actually. literally a quote from a PBS hmm. special that was put on Wikipedia, copied and pasted an article that you just read of the mass. So, but with uh, the comment that you said that he tried to build bridges in the early fifties or the mid fifties. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that doesn't sound like someone that no, would does be not. opposed mm-hmm. to a 1960 presidential run. Pre- no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, it, it, he's also a guy who drew 120,000 right. people to his preaching at Wembley Stadium. 120,000 right. people. I mean, just, uh, that's incredible. It sure is. Incredible. And, but but you made a great point on Glenn's show earlier, Pat, when you said he would do about 18 of these crusade yeah. events a year, a year. and yeah. sell all of them out. Every thousand seat football stadiums. Unreal. Every six yeah. weeks. I'm disappointed that who I else could that do that? that? Not. That I, I don't think the Rolling Stones could do that. that. I didn't maybe. see him when I had the opportunity. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm <laughs> disappointed that I didn't go see him when I had the opportunity. Yeah. Well, when we were that age, we didn't. You know, you're not interested. Right. I, when he was on TV, I got to tell you. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it. You're right, you're preempting know. Starsky and Hutch for this? No, stop it. <laughs> Too bad you didn't go. That was a you mistake. You know, when for you're your 14, soul, right? you don't necessarily your soul. When you're 14 and 15, you don't necessarily want to see Billy Graham crusade. That's something I haven't had in a long time. <laughs> right, I didn't have a soul to save. I haven't had that in a long time. <laughs> MS13 Spreads to 22 states. That's a gun that needs to be banned. 300,000 illegals. DACA recipients <laughs> tied to 207 murders now. Wow. Uh, There's your dreamers. The MS-13 gang stifled under former President George W. Bush exploded during the Obama era, fueled by 300,000 illegals, including those given amnesty under the DACA program, <laughs> has now been linked to crimes in 22 States on the full report. And if you go down the list, it's very, uh, it's a fascinating list. Uh, let's start at the top, shall we? Uh, murder, 160. Conspiracy and racketeering, 81. Attempted murder, 35. Immigration violations, 30. I mean, it just goes down the list of how many uh, suspects and how many times that these crimes have been um, done by the MS-13 gangs. So uh, it would be nice to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be very mm-hmm. nice to just to uh, just to get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. uh, um, we arrest them? I mean, we just arrested uh, one guy for, uh, I think we put him in jail for at least 60 or 70 years for murder. But that's only one of the 300,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd say I don't know that we necessarily want to put all 300,000 in jail. I mean, that we've, I don't know that our prisons could handle that, but they could handle perhaps helping them back to the country uh-huh. they originated from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. Uh, good news for those uh, that want to live uh, over 90. Uh, how do you do it? Alcohol, better than exercise. I'm sorry? 
Research led by University of California neurologist Claudia tracked 1,700 uh, non-Ajerians. What is it? Non-Ajerian. What is that? If you're 100 people. You're looking old, at us. <laughs> I know. I the, know what that uh, word is. Non-Ajerians. Right? Non-A-G-E-N-A-R-I-A-N-S. Hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, enrolled in the 90-plus study that began in 2003. Researchers discovered the subjects who drank about two glasses of beer or wine a deer. Agerians? Non-agenarians. Oh, Non-agenarians. Okay. Yeah, agenarians. Mm-hmm. Non-agenarians, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's You're it. back I to say no it idea. in the original <laughs> way you did. And we've okay, come so forward. anyway, drink uh, alcohol. A couple of glasses of beer or wine uh-huh. a day. Yes, <laughs> and no exercise. Limit premature death, baby. Come no. on. No. We're going to live forever? So what, Stop it. What? It's nonsense. It's a study. It's nonsense. It's a study. Pat, it's a it's study. It's a study. I don't, <gasps> I don't doubt it's a study. Pat. I okay. doubt it's authenticity. And I doubt it's truthfulness. Uh, other factors were found to mm-hmm. boost longevity, including weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Participants okay. who were... <laughs> you mean uh, the uh, preponderance of a lot of weight? Participants who were slightly <laughs> overweight. Uh, you know, like me, cut their odds of an early death by three percent. Wait, if you're slightly overweight, yeah, it's better for you. It's really, how can that be? Well, they they expect that's, this is stupid. No, it's not actually. If you, you you can't be, you're not. They don't want people too skinny when you get older. Well, no, but if you're in great shape, you got washboard abs. Are you telling me you're not going to live as long no, as a tubby person? You, no, not unless look, you drink look, a beer. Look, 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 look. <laughs> when the famine comes, you'll want to have a few extra. Thank LBs you. That's on. true. Thank you. That's true. I mean, I, you know, look. I, that sounds suspect to me, the whole I thing. Struggled, All of it. I struggled. Part of it sounds good. Part I struggled with the, uh, you know, the whole living life with the washboard abs yeah. uh, for a number of years. And that's well, why you I'm, overcame that's why that that's to the one millionth power. I've Congratulations. You overcame. Yeah. 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 He overcame yeah. his washboard abs. Yes. Went. Way to go, Jeffy. Now he hides them. <laughs> I think I'm just saying something I gave up on. It's, it's tough. It's long. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the Postal Service. But this is a... They are delivering mail. Are they? That's what's going on. Delivering are they delivering, delivering mail? Because mm-hmm. I believe that uh, they need a new postmaster general, and I'm willing to take the job. Oh. Um, Does that uh, mean are they delivering mail somewhere else? Are they? Because uh, a postal employee here in Dallas just the other night found shot to death uh, in the mail truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And I believe that... Yeah, uh, that was in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. box truck. That's, that's what I said. Did was you it, say it was in Dallas? Dallas? Where, it Jeffy, was where was Dallas. that again? I mean, it was in Dallas, right? But I'm really? sure I'm sure it was a drug deal gone bad. That's me. And why do you say this? Because oh, look at this story here, where authorities uh, say a former postal worker, service worker that they've arrested, uh, was taking bribes to intercept and deliver packages of illegal drugs. Uh, so people were uh, mailing their illegal drugs. Oh uh, no, this was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So and uh, in Dallas? Oklahoma, don't uh, cast aspersions on that guy. Everybody said he was an awesome guy. And they loved him. Mm-hmm. All the postal workers. I just saw their report last night. It was uh, really sad. Really sad. Guy was apparently a very good guy. So don't try to whatever implicate I'm just, him in drugs. saying smuggling. it's possible. No. It is. You've got no reason to These believe are, that. Well, there's cases coming all over the country of New postal workers. This is Oklahoma. Pat, Dallas. Pat, Pat, nobody believes him. He thinks that Billy Graham was anti-Catholic. <laughs> it said so in a story. Sure. Two U.S. Postal Service workers uh, were stealing marijuana packages in Oklahoma. Uh, they've pled guilty. Well, that's probably you. Okay. No, but it was a good idea. <laughs> but I love the guy, the one guy, the one guy, they all they all knew it. Uh, they went to their house, which was dumb. They kept the pot at their house. Stupid. 60 pounds of marijuana from one guy's house and 10 pounds of marijuana from the other person's <laughs> house. But his nickname, Chuck the Sniffer. 
<laughs> so the packages would come through, and Chuck, the sniffer, would pick the ones with the pot in it. But you said it was stupid for them to keep the pot at their house. Where's yeah. the ideal place to keep? I mean, the if pot you're gonna, there? if you're stealing sick, if you're stealing uh, that much uh, illegal drugs, you should have a special place for it. Like where? Like have you given any thought to this? You know, a separate <laughs> apartment, someplace where we're talking is. now with drug smuggling expert uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff uh, the sniffer <laughs> Fisher. Smuggler. He's not a smuggler. I'm just saying, if you're busy stealing that much, yeah, yeah. then you need a special I mean, if place. You, for if it. you've got a nickname, Chuck the Sniffer, yeah. All right. You don't keep you, your stuff at home. Right. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's got to be a one-bedroom apartment someplace. That's, that's where drug you're dealing your 101. Stuff. Right. Thank you. <laughs> but you're going, I mean, Chuck the Sniffer, if he's going to get high, needs to go get high at the apartment, yeah. not at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to the house, go ahead, search it. Everything's fine. <laughs> right? Okay. <sighs> right? Love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, good news from... Uh, I, I love this. Uh, there's a couple of airline stories. No, I'm not going to do those. Those can wait till tomorrow. North mm. Korea tells U.S. it's fully ready for both dialogue and war. <clears throat> wait, what? Uh, Venezuela reaches out to Trump on Twitter asking for uh, they're willing to uh, talk and uh, uh, and come to try to come to terms. Uh, that must be because of the mass exodus uh, from Venezuela as thousands flee across the bridges to Colombia. Mm. And then uh, they just as, keep coming north. And they keep coming north. Uh, mm. Both of these countries, uh, well, I would say, uh, especially Venezuela in today's what world. What would stop people? Uh, from they have coming. done nothing but throw hate at the United States. Their, whatever is happening in their country, they've blamed on us. Mm-hmm. And now they want to come to us and say, help. Help us. We're in trouble. We spent all our money. We don't have any food. Help us and let us get back on our feet so we can say that you're the bad guys again. Uh No. No. I mean, I know the people are starving. And the other countries uh, uh, surrounding Venezuela have put up uh, uh, military blockades Mm -hmm. uh, to stop the exodus. What? Wait, a blockade? Like, what do you mean? They're stopping immigrants from... Coming to their countries? But how? What? How would you even begin to I mean, stop people? Immigrants fleeing from another country because of horrific actions going on from the government? I don't know how you would even begin to even stop something Well, like you that. don't. It's not possible. It's not possible? It's not possible. You can't. Mm-mm, you can't. Well, There's no way to do it. I mean, some people would say, oh, sure, put post people there at the border. Or use sensors I mean, like, or what if, you know, build what, a wall or a what fence. If there's a whoa, bridge, whoa, what no, if there's a bridge whoa, going from your country to, to the other country? Do you block the bridge? You can block just... the bridge. You could station somebody there. Yeah, yeah. You can't say wall. You could. You can't say wall. But you can't. Four little No, words, I can't or... say wall. Okay. You can't can we do have that. something comprehensive to maybe stop this? Would yes. That, help? that would could, help? You could have a comprehensive immigration plan where you just say, everybody, come on in. Okay. That's Oh, see, comprehensive. now there you yeah. go. You could now have to worry about borders. Come on Now in. you're talking. All y'all, y'all come free, <laughs> and you're all citizens. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Now you're talking. And uh, one last story oh. for you. Uh, very sad news out of China. Oh. Uh, Is there good I mean, news out of China? What's that? I say, is there good news out of China? But continue. Well, but we got sad news. Okay, this is sad news because Uh-oh. they're now starting to crack down on funeral strippers. Wait, Wait I mean, what? Thank you. That's what I said. As families are told not to hire erotic dancers to draw mourners. They've been doing that. Yeah. Wait, to draw? What's they, how they, bizarre they, is they that? Want, they, it's a good. It's a big deal to have a lot of mourners. Like you had a lot of friends in, uh. in your life. So these uh, smaller towns are uh, hiring these erotic shows to come in and dance at the funerals. Hmm. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, it's those funeral strip teas. I forget what this. <laughs> you talk about tasteful. Yeah, that is. I mean, come and on. respectful. Come on right? now. That, I mean, 
The uh, performed by <laughs> grassroots dancing troops. Uh, they make money solely by performing at funerals, weddings, and temple fairs. Wow. Okay. Uh, one troupe could perform thir- 20 to 30 shows a month. That's a good gig. Uh, dancing and showing up at uh, funerals? Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's a good gig. Mm-hmm. Now, the Chinese have tried to put a stop to this uh, in the last 10 years or so, really. But uh, now they're starting to ar- arrest people who are performing at the at the funerals. Amazing. I mean, that's an amazing story. That's bizarre. Unbelievable. Never really bizarre. Like and, I, you know, look. I mean, if by chance there's a funeral for me somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. I mean, we're not. No, we're not inviting strippers. I mean, you, don't have to ask I mean you, oh. you can talk to Amber about that, but uh, yeah. for me and mine, no. So, but are we even I'm going? Strippers. Are we even going to the funeral, Jeffy? No. Okay. So it's a moot point. And is there food? It's a moot point. Man. Is there food at my Maybe, funeral? Yeah, there's going to be food, it. right? Of course. Uh, all right, Cosmo hurts kids <laughs> is uh, uh, is a mission that is put together by Victoria Hurst. Her family, of course, owns the Hearst Corporation, which publishes Cosmo magazine. Uh, I was I just went to CosmoHurtsKids.com, and I was checking out some of the things that they, you know, that they carry every month. In, right. I mean, they have certain features that are every month. One of them is the sex toy of the month. So the sex toy every month. And, you know, they lure uh, teenage girls in sure with do. with models and people that they respect and people that they love and put them on the cover the latest fashion trends. Yep, latest fashion trends and then inside the magazine is how you know to sexually please your partner and ways to become lesbian and I, I mean i don't know what all kinds of things in there that you just don't want your kids to read and so if you'd like to keep porn out of the hands of kids uh, there, it's not an effort to censor uh cosmo they can keep doing all this it's, we're not trying to drive them out of business they just want uh, the material harmful to minor laws in every state applied to Cosmo, so it can't be sold to kids under 18. So if you think that you'd like to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under the age of 18, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com and participate. Find out what you can do. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, we were just talking about the news and why it matters on that promo. Um, don't forget to tweet us too using the hashtag the blaze why the blaze. See, this does exactly what we tell them not to do. It does the blazy why. Can we? I mean, it's not. Wait, right? that, they've wait. Got, they got the blazy why no, on this. <laughs> I mean, I exactly just, what we say not to do. They put the blaze Y and then on. the word Y. But wait. The letter Y and then the word Y. Oh, hang on. Why? No, hang on. Why is this happening? Oh, hold on. I think that's just a typo, man. No. Well, yeah, of course it is. It's, yes, that's what I'm saying. Really Whoever brought me this, and they don't even realize. They don't even see it. And that's what we say all the time. But now I Don't wanted... put the blazy on there. And so what do they do? <laughs> they put the blazy on right. the promo. And they just keep copying and pasting it. It's like it's in the machine now. Heaven help us. You know what? I am going to start. I want, By I want, all that is holy. I want the blazy Y to start trending, though. Don't forget to tweet us uh, using the hashtag, the blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, 
And then Y-W-H-Y. Now, okay? The Blaze Y, all one word. And we'll answer your questions. Whatever you want to ask about uh, of me um, uh, or anybody on there, but you can, you can ask questions of me. Mm. Uh, Monday through Thursday, so just have it ready before 4.30 uh, Central Time. Okay. 5.30 Eastern. Okay. Also, at Pat Unleashed, these... If they raise the age for rifle purchases to 21, they should raise the voting age and draft age, too. You can't call them adults, but treat them like children. So just call them and treat them like children. Yeah, yeah I agree I, with that. Totally. From Rhonda2943612. It's like, did you just give her Rhonda, Rhonda2943612. Uh, like, Jenny, Jenny, who yeah. can I turn to? 8675309. Uh, Democrats scream if just one life can be saved by a gun ban. It's worth it. But I guess the same doesn't apply with the illegal immigration. Just ask Kate Steinle's family. Mm. Really true. And uh, Billy Matthews, this is for you, I guess, Keith. Okay. Curling lives matter. Yeah, they do. I don't know. If that, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I agree with that, but okay. What? Wait, uh, what, what? <laughs> hold on a second. I'm not sure I agree with that. Oh, wait. I'll have what to look that into mean? that a little bit. <laughs> What does that even mean? And see what I'm fully what I'm agreeing to before I sign on. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed is inevitable. Inevitable. <laughs> Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Uh, it is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I was just thinking, man, when I was in high school, I was not fighting for political issues. Even though I lived in the capital city. These guys, these guys don't even live in the capital city, but they traveled there uh, to make their opinions known. There's no way on earth I would have done that. Uh, I wouldn't have walked across the street to share my political opinion when I was in high school. Right. Did you have there a were, political opinion? There were no. <laughs> <laughs> Any political opinion at that time I got, I got from my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, you know, I was worried about what what I was going to do on the weekend. Right. Who I was going to ask out. Mm-hmm. I, I was worried about uh, football and tennis and being on the teams yeah. and. I, I pissed off that we couldn't leave the campus for lunch. Oh, don't get me started on that. It's a closed campus. Sorry, yep. you can't leave. You can't go anywhere for lunch. Well, you serve nothing here. What do you mean I can't go somewhere for lunch? <laughs> yeah, you can't go anywhere for lunch. What? Then you better open up a restaurant here because you got nothing <laughs> to offer. Lop, man. Seriously, at that time, <laughs> yeah. you had one choice okay. for uh, whatever it was they served in the cafeteria, like mm-hmm. hot dog and beans. Mm-hmm. I what if I don't want a hot dog and beans? Well, then you go hungry. Uh-oh, and not... they didn't care if I went hungry. They didn't care. Uh... Today, that I think that's illegal. I don't think you could allow the kids to. That's why you you offer them all kinds of choices, and you got food courts in some of these high schools in Texas. Wait, 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 wait. 
Yes, I think that was the case until Michelle Obama came along. Yeah, and then and she, yeah, <laughs> ruined it for all. But of us. fortunately, since she left, a lot mm-hmm. of schools have gone back That's to where good. they were. Uh, but was was it just a Helena thing? No, where no, you couldn't leave the campus. No, it was you couldn't not in, sir. in Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia, we had a police officer on campus, not to stop school shootings, but to catch anyone that was trying to sneak back onto campus after having left to go to lunch. Ridiculous. So I there was one so semester stupid. of freedom where I lived in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, where you could leave campus for lunch, but unfortunately the snow was always up to your knees and you had to hike across a field to get to the fast food restaurants and it wasn't even worth it. So I would I would say, Yeah, look at this, I can finally leave campus for lunch. Unfortunately, it was like hiking through the wilderness. And through the snow and then ruin the rest of my days and my feet were wet. I know it's first world problem. But yes, mm-hmm. it's just so aggravating is that you would get in trouble for trying to sneak back onto school campus. Mm-hmm. I just I made no sense to me ever. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, but so I guess, you know, from that standpoint, that what they're what they're doing now, these kids is mm-hmm. laudable. Um, it's hard to take, though, it, it you know, and, and now they've jumped into the political arena. Now, you're not supposed to say anything about it you know i guess you just let them say what they want and then you praise them well no Mm -hmm. they have now gotten into the political arena and they're pushing gun control and they're pushing anti-second amendment principles um so you don't just let that stand that doesn't say that i'm attacking the kids i'm attacking their ideology not the kids yeah i'm all about the kids and especially the ones who are not out there at the legislator screaming at them that they're demanding uh, gun control legislation. I'm especially for them. The others, you know, are are mourning, I guess, but they're also political activists now. Well, it's not fair that they can say whatever they want and we can't respond. That's not right. That's not America. But from the standpoint of they're actually doing something that I never would have considered in a million years when I was in high school, you know, good for them. It good for them for speaking their mind because this is America. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of kids out there, and we're seeing the shots on the news right now. Mm. Um, I would like to know what percentage of these kids are actually passionate about doing anything. Because I know for a fact that when I was in school, there were things called skip days. Where you just, whatever the mm-hmm. excuse was, oh, look, the Braves lost the World Series there's a parade. Let's go to celebrate them returning. Um, oh, look, this is the designated senior skip day in March every year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go do what? Not go to school. How? What percentage of these people, of these kids that are, that are going across the state there in, in Florida, are just saying, whoa, yeah, I, don't so know. I, don't, I don't have to go to school today? I okay. honestly don't know. But uh, this March 14th thing they're planning, mm-hmm. the walkout in school. And by the way, Texas school districts, at least one of them so far, has said, walk out, go ahead, you'll be suspended. This is not about uh, protesting, this is about education. So stay here and be educated. So on that day, I'd say 90% is skip day, right? I mean, 90% don't know or care about the issue. And then there might be maybe 10% of high school students that are walking out because they really believe in the cause. That would, yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if it's that high. Yeah, now it's if it's ten percent bankrolled now by celebrities. Plus, yeah, uh, George Clooney, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Steven Spielberg. These are all. This is all grassroots stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with these Hollywood uh, billionaires. Oprah Winfrey is literally, I believe, a billionaire, and for that matter, so is probably Spielberg is as well. But uh, Oprah Winfrey, George Clooney, and Steven Spielberg 
have each donated half a million dollars to the March for Our Lives rally in Washington in support of gun control following last week's shooting. Clooney and his wife, Amal Clooney, were the first to make the financial pledge. Um, Clooney said, our family will be there on March 24th to stand side. Oh, this is going to be agonizing. Oh, so not just the 16-year-old kids. You also get Hollywood a-holes there, too. So we got that going for us. Mm, boy, Good. C-SPAN's going to be fun. Won't that be nice? <laughs> That's going to be fun. Okay, now, now you got the Hollywood D-bags there as well. Yay! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> now I really want you to tell me how much uh, you want to take my gun. Uh, so, Clooney says, our family will be there on March 24th to stand side by side with this incredible generation of young people from all over the country. And in the name of our children, Ella and Alexander, we're donating $500,000 to help pay for this groundbreaking event. Our children's lives depend on it. Okay. Uh, heaven help us. This is going to be agonizing. We're in for a tough ride on this one. It felt different from the beginning, and I still believe this one is different. So we better stand up for our rights. We better not take this laying down. We better not just roll over and play dead. We've got to be active ourselves and stand up and say, no, I know you just lost friends. I understand and I, I feel for you and I feel for your family and I feel for their family and it's terrible. We're going to do everything we can to stop it. But you can't take our guns. That's not going to happen. That's yeah. not going to happen. And I imagine the attendance is going to be enormous. Oh, it's going to be it gigantic. It's Saturday mm-hmm. in March. That I, I, I bet it, uh, in a lot of uh, districts, school districts, I bet it's either the back end or front end of spring break. And it's oh, yeah. probably going to be easier yeah. to travel and get time off. Ugh. Here we go. It's going to be tough. Buckle up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Ben in Ohio, you're on the blaze. <laughs> Hey, how you doing today? Good. Hey, real quick, I, I noticed that uh, nobody's mentioned, but uh, the turncoat John Kasich has decided that he's going to back an assault weapons ban here in Ohio, and uh, that mm. ban would encompass any firearm that has more than ten rounds in the magazine. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, and this guy, I'm sorry, this guy ran for uh, which political party's nomination? Uh... Libertarian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, it's unbelievable. Thanks, yeah. Ben. Um, I didn't. I didn't even know he was doing that. Have you heard about the Kasich uh, effort to ban assault rifles? I did That's not great. hear that. I heard him uh, uh, talking about how um, he asked his buddy, "How could you? You know, is it is it that big of a deal if you lost access to an AR-15?" He never told us what his buddy said in response. But he used that as his little babbling talking point. But no, I didn't I know he was actually that doing that. Guy's not a Republican. No. I, I don't know how he ran for, for the Republican nomination. But that was the case with several of those guys. Wait a minute. Was he the guy whose dad was a mailman? Uh, I think so. I think I heard that one or 200 know. times Maybe. in a week from that mm-hmm. man. That was his fun story. Mm. Uh, Susan in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Um, I wanted to know what your thought was. Had about if they took a bill to uh, the president and it restricted our gun rights, do you think he'd sign it or not? And then also, you guys were talking about Bill Graham. My uncle had a problem with his son going away from the Catholic Church, 
and being a minister in another church, and it was associated with um, Billy Graham. And so he went to a thing with his son, and Billy Graham told him there's all sorts of God's people out there to teach others, and he had him pray this prayer, Dear Jesus, I am very sorry for all the bad things I have done in my life. Please forgive me. I promise to keep away and try harder not to do these anymore. Please give me the grace to do this. I ask this through your sacred heart, all my love. And then it was signed by my uncle. And Well, he has the original signed by Billy Green. Oh, she just Oof. faded away. Magic trick. Hello? Yeah. Okay. What was the end of that? And what? It said, please give me the grace. Right. I got the end of that. This. And then what was the end? What What, what did you say after oh, my, that? Um, I asked this through your sacred heart, mm-hmm. all my love. Yeah. And then Billy Graham signed the original. And then my uncle signed one for it to be on his burial. Wow. So, you know, it was, it was really cool. I That's didn't nice, know that yeah. all these years until the end. And huh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Susan. Uh, if they brought... Trump an anti-gun uh, bill, which they wouldn't because uh, we've got a majority Congress. Of course, who knows? <laughs> the Republicans that are in the majority, who knows what they'd do. Uh, I, I don't think he'd sign a super restrictive uh, gun control law. He does. He's, he is saying he wants to look into better background checks. Now, depending on what that means, uh, you know, we can talk about that. It just depends on what it means. What is your better background check? It, look, maybe the immediate effort to stop, um, to, to limit your rights to own guns, maybe that gets stopped over the next six months. But I can, uh, I, you, you can see this. This is going to be a mobilizing effort to get these kids registered to vote and change the face of the November elections. Everything that we've mm-hmm. been talking about, who has the advantage, this may be pointless that we've been talking about for the last year. It may come down to, to the turnout of the youth vote that have never registered, and mm-hmm. they make the difference. And then come 2019, if the Democrats have the House and Senate, eh, whoever, yeah, I, I just uh, don't like it. I'm like you, man. It's mm-hmm. time's different. Mm-hmm. Which is, is why the White House came out with the statement about the new policy that they want to investigate, because then they can say, we did something. Mm-hmm. We've taken the first step, so the, actually, it was kind of a smart move. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know that. It depends gonna... on what it means, though. Again, by uh, better background checks. I mean, I, who would oppose a good background check? It wouldn't I have mattered care. anyway. This I... guy, if the FBI had followed up on their information, I mean, seriously, All right. I mean, we had plenty I mean, of chances. We have the to stop this guy. We have yeah. The, yeah. the bureaucracy in place. Do it's, something. It's a lot like mm-hmm. it's a lot like immigration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the laws. We just don't. We don't enforce them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with with uh, any kind of gun control for this. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're joined by Brad Stead. You know, and I, the reason I wanted to come in here just now, because they they told me I had to. Number one, mm-hmm. but number two, I just I wanted to. And this, by the way, it's brought to you by WaxRx. If you go to usewaxrx.com, use promo code radio, you get uh, uh, free shipping on it. But what I want to do is say thank you to our our sponsors like WaxRx. Because if it wasn't for them, obviously, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to say thank you to the, what a fabulous audience this is, supporting the things that we tell them about. You said it. And they'll tell us if it doesn't work. 
but they'll also tell us if it does work. Mm-hmm. So thank you, because without, I mean, that's, that's what we always do is we say here, here's something that we found works for us. Try it. See if it works for you. If it does, let us know. If it doesn't, let us know. So it, to my point with WaxRx, you know, maybe today you are sitting there at home holding your ear in pain, crying on the floor. Mm-hmm. In which case, I would say, if you haven't ordered it yet and you're crying on the floor, it's that painful, call the doctor. And you want them to tweet you. Right. And I'll, I will come over. A picture of mm-hmm. the right. woodland creatures that come out yes, of their ears. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> don't let a good inf- ear infection go to waste, first right. of all. But when it comes time uh-huh. to clean your ears, when it comes time to do something good for yourself, please remember WaxRx. Please remember to go to usewaxrx.com if you haven't done so already. But thank you for supporting our sponsors and thank you, uh, our sponsors, for being here. Because again, otherwise we'd be three guys in a room talking to each other. And I really just don't find no. either of you that fascinating to really? want to spend in the. Wait in a minute. Room. I'm the most fascinating. Well, right. No, that's good. You know, it's no. just, you know how it is. Yeah. Use waxrx.com. Promo code radio. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Interesting story about what had to happen in South Korea to make the Olympics possible there uh, in Pyeongchang. Mm-hmm. Apparently it wasn't exactly Olympic ready. And they had to spend uh, $12.9 billion to get it ready. And because, I mean, <laughs> they had to do things like put sit-down toilets in the uh, bathrooms. Okay. Because I'm they sorry. had the uh, squat toilets. No. The traditional floor seating was swapped for chairs and tables in restaurants. So they just go in and sit on the floor. That's what, how they do it, I guess. Uh, English language menus and wheelchair accessibility had to be added. Beds were added because uh, a lot of the motels had pallets. <laughs> mm. uh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a lot of trouble to go through to put on an Olympic Games. And one mm-hmm. thing I do not understand you know how they would always spread it out. They would say, all right, now it's Europe. Next time it'll be over North America. Then we'll do Asia. Do you realize this is the first of three straight Asian <laughs> continent Olympics? The, the summer games coming up are going to be in Japan. Then they're going to do the oh. winter Olympics in Beijing that just had the summer not 10 years ago. Wow. I just don't understand that. I, well, part of it is nobody wants them anymore. Yeah. The Asian countries want them still because they're trying to promote something. Um, and mm. Pyeongchang was like, okay, well, maybe we can get tourism here. Yeah, and, uh, there's not a lot of New Yorkers, people in Los Angeles thinking, you know what? Hmm. Let's book a ski vacation in Pyeongchang. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Let's squat, do that. Squat let's... in the bathroom and lay on the floor. I understand they just replaced a squat toilet with a sit-down toilet, so let's go to Pyeongchang. <laughs> no, you're probably not going to. Uh, but... <laughs> They tried it out. Their thing was, we're going to make world-class ski destinations here, and and we just add the Olympics, and then everybody's yeah. going to come. If you build it, they will come. Uh, and now they're thinking, well, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this is 18 days where you know the Westerners are going to be here. They're going to leave, and they're never coming back. And I think that's probably what you're up against. However, 
You know, in Salt Lake City, where they did all the infrastructure change, where they built a beautiful new hotel, they built, uh, they expanded the freeway system. Yeah. We tore everything apart for five stinking years. We put up with it. And then as soon as it was finished, we left and moved to Houston. Um, And and weren't even there for the Olympics when they came in 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 2002. But, But when the Olympic Games happened and then left, they turned all of that stuff in Park City into a resort. And so... They already had the infrastructure for the resort. I mean, Park City's great. It's beautiful. And so is Deer Valley. And so they've got the hotels. They've got the restaurants. They've got the shops. They have the malls. They have all that stuff. And now you also have these things that you can slide down and ride down. And they turned them into rides, and it's pretty cool. And people use them. Maybe Pyeongchang can can do that with it. I don't know. uh, Seems to have worked out. Atlanta got a few extra lanes uh, to hold the traffic. It doesn't matter how wide you make the freeways in Atlanta. They just filled up. It's a parking lot mm-hmm. uh, any time near rush hour. But uh, Atlanta also got out of the deal um, hmm, uh, a stadium that the uh, baseball team ended up playing in. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and they have now good. since left that stadium. So oh. I think we're back to square one in Atlanta after the Olympics. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the Olympic uh, venues are just abandoned. And then there's vines growing in, and I mean they they're just wastelands. Yeah. But you can do things with them, and in in, a, in the United States they've mostly done that, so it can happen. And maybe I don't know if they can make that work in Pyeongchang, but I just like an American to win another gold medal. That's what I like to see. Happen. So now you're on the okay? curling train, or two or three. The curling. If it's t- curling, I, I'll be happy. The men's team. I, I'm happy. Is they, in the final four. But you can't you can't talk about. Because are they playing right now? No, no I'm just going to say that they're... Oh, oh. yeah, I already said that. They're yeah, you already said that, so you've said uh, too much. But, but uh, here's the point. Here's mm-hmm. the point. The men's team, yeah. if they keep winning... Could I get mean, a medal. If they could have won today... They need two wins yeah. to get to, yeah. to win the gold medal. So, yeah, they're going to play tomorrow morning. All right. Uh, early, early. I'm very excited. Are you? No. If they win tomorrow morning, they'll be in the gold medal match. That would be nice. So you're on the curling train nice. because hashtag curling lives matter, Pat. <laughs> Uh, Mark in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Real quick, I'm really tired of all the false narratives that the uh, left's pitching over this thing. Yep. Here's the answer, and it's simple. Israel provides weapons to their teachers, mm-hmm. trains them to use them. They've had two attacks in 44 years, and the teachers both time got the attackers. End of story. Go to a model that works. Wow. That's all I got. Uh, thanks, Mark. We learn a lot from the Israelis. You know what else they did in Israel? They were getting a, they were getting terror attacks. Do you remember this in the early two thousands? Terror attacks all the time coming from the Palestinians, all the time. Every week there's a school bu- a school bus bombing. There's a bombing at a restaurant. There's a bombing at a synagogue. There were, there were people blowing themselves up all over the place in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv. It was happening. It was an epidemic. What they do? They built a fence. A fence. And it just virtually eliminated the problem. I mean, instantly it stopped. Huh. You mean a fence helped for national security? That's just coincidence. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing to that. You wouldn't want to put up a fence or, I don't know, a a wall uh, between you and uh, whoever might be coming into your country and unbeknownst to you. You should, I mean, to actually know who's entering your country and to have them enter it legally, that's too much to ask. Just come on in if you want. 
I'll tell you what, once you're here too, we're going to leave all our doors open. Unlocked and in some cases just wide open. Come on in. Come on in and just live in our house. Whatever. Does your house need Eat walls? Eat our food. Your house doesn't need walls, does it? doesn't need them, uh, but it does have them and I'm not willing to knock them out. So just I'm just going to open the door and just come on in. I'll open every door in the house. Come in whichever side you want. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll just see you when we, when we see you then. Middle of the night. How about this? As <laughs> Whatever. A, as a sign of good faith. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just take the door off its hinges? That's a pretty good idea. Because, I mean, there's still that temptation to close it. It is a tad chilly right now to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Mm-hmm. 30, what, 35 32 today? 32 and raining. It's been a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Right there, hovering at the freezing line. Mm. This has been, by far... The coldest winter I've ever experienced since we've lived here, and it's it's our sixth winter here. And usually what, what we have are two days of cold, and then it warms back up. <laughs> and we have three or four days of warmth, and then it gets cold for two days, and then it warms back up. We don't have a winter where you've got a month or two months of snow and cold. and we, It's not like that here. Uh, but this, this winter mm-hmm. has kind of been pretty consistently cold. Although the other day it was 70 degrees, but still. In fact, yesterday it was 70 degrees. Uh, when I got in the car to go home, it was 68. When I got home, it was 43. Yes, yeah, I went to the same exact It thing. dropped 25 <laughs> degrees. I noticed that too. In yes. about 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. Uh-huh. And so right now, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, has yet again, while we're on this topic... Been caught exaggerating global warming by messing around with raw temperature data. This is what they do to screw with the records. Wait, we can't trust a government agency? Isn't that surprising? Mm. Uh, the data concerns the recent record-breaking record cold across the northeastern U.S. Noah's trying to erase it. Um, if you believe their charts, there's nothing particularly unusual about this winter's cold weather. Um, which, by the way, caused sharks to freeze in the ocean and iguanas to fall out of trees with uh, because they were frozen mm. and dead. <laughs> so what are they doing? They're making previous years colder and making this year warmer. So it looks like, ah, oh, it's, no, it's, it's, it fits right into the trend. <laughs> and then they wonder why we're skeptical. Well, why would you doubt uh, climate science? I don't know, because you keep changing it? That's one of the reasons. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Jim Baker is back, and he's got a warning for uh, all of us, I guess. (laughs) You think, uh, well, wait, wasn't he kind of discredited? No, uh -uh. not really. No one's ever discredited anymore. Sure, he made a mistake. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes. Uh, He's he's fixed that problem, I think. Uh, And he's he's, uh, remarried, married a, a, a woman just 18 years younger. Not too bad. 
So he's what, 80, you know, 77 or something? So that would put her at 59. That's not bad. That's really not bad, actually. Uh, so he's got a new show, and he does it a little differently now. Uh, he's mostly talking about the apocalypse, which he believes is coming right on up. I mean, we've talked about that several times ourselves. The four horsemen of the apocalypse have already saddled up, and they're riding through town. It's a big town, though. Uh, it's a, it's been a big town. For a while. Yeah, they, yes, they have. <laughs> but what he does is uh, sell emergency food. Huh. While his uh, daughter, Tammy Sue, who's now 47, sings Staying Alive. Uh, 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 Staying Alive. Staying Alive. No. And you're staying alive by buying, you know, you can get 10 buckets of food okay. with 2,410 servings for a donation of $600 plus shipping. That's pretty good. That's a donation? Uh, he says we're in the final days. So obviously these are the final days and final prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he points a finger of warning at the hurricanes like Harvey we had and Maria. Uh, recent talk of nuclear war with North Korea. He throws it all in there. He's actually 78. Has a white beard now. Wow, he does not look like Jim Baker. No, it's he's changed a lot. But, I mean, he's you know a lot older. He's 30 years older. 31 years ago is when this scandal broke with uh, Jessica Hahn and him. Uh, at... At the peak, Jim and Tammy Faye, when they built Heritage USA, it was 2,300 acres. Christian Theme Park, remember that? Yeah. They, at their peak in 1986. PTO. Do you know how many people visited Heritage USA? I, I've read an article. It was ridiculous. Six million. Six million people visited Heritage USA in 1986. That is unreal. That is half a million people a month. Yeah, it's uh, that's amazing. Uh, they were on a roll, man. Oh wow! Um, so anybody who doesn't buy into his apocalyptic uh, preaching, he says, "Well, okay, one day you're going to shake your fist in God's face, and you're going to say, God, why didn't you warn me?'" And he's going to say, "You sat there and you made fun of Jim Baker all those years. I warned you, but you didn't listen." Well. Then I would say to the Lord, well, yeah, but Lord, I thought you lost a little bit of credibility. <laughs> that old Jessica Hahn thing. Was Am I wrong? Am I wrong? He went to prison. That's really? So I kind of lost track of him, and I didn't listen to him that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I missed that one. You, you got me on that. <laughs> that okay, was, you uh, got me. You uh, went with a little uh, reverse psychology that mm-hmm. time. Um, at his peak, the PTL... The Praise the Lord Club was paying him 265000 in salary. Keep in mind, 31 years ago, it was pretty good money, plus 810000 in bonuses, so over a million dollars. Then Tammy uh, Tammy Faye got 90000 in salary and 270000 in bonuses. You're paying her a lot less. I'm sorry, but that's inequality when it comes to what you're paying your uh, female employee. Hashtag me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dreadful. It's it's despicable, is what it is. They had nine hundred thousand dollars in cars, including Rolls Royces and Mercedes, real estate, other property. Uh, there they had uh, guards that washed their cars and cleaned their swimming pools. Sounds like fun. So now here's the kinds of things he's saying. For instance, on a show last September, as the people in Houston were coping with the uh, Hurricane Harvey. Baker said, 
this flood is from God. It's a judgment on America somehow. Uh, then Sadhu Sudar Salvaraj, a former Hindu who converted to Christianity, told Baker and his audience last December that Jesus had appeared to him to say that Pope Francis is the false prophet mentioned in the Bible's book of Revelation. But that offended a few people. Uh, Baker said that God willed Republican Donald Trump's election as president. Huh. <coughs> okay. <coughs> um. All right. You okay? You no, a... I just <coughs> I just got a little cough there. Hold on. I might have a lozenge. <coughs> Do you need a, like a cough? <coughs> oh, crap. Jeez. <coughs> What's happening? I a little tickle in my you throat. Be, we got like 20 minutes left. <coughs> I'll be all right. I'll find you. I think I'm good now. Uh, he claimed this was a miracle, not by God. I mean, not by man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little Freudian slip there. This was a miracle, not by man. God called them to do it. Okay. That's what he says. And Baker even saw God's divine hand in Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton's physical collapse because of illness. All right. Just after she attended a 9-11 memorial in New York City, he said 9-11 was probably the most stern warning God ever gave it to America. There's a collapse coming that's much bigger than Clinton's collapse. Oh, well, it's time to be ready. Oh, that's, that's a cute pun there. That's cute. See what yeah, you did there. That's clever. Yeah. So, wow. It's interesting, uh, but he's back and this time. I don't actually think he's pissed. No? Frankly, it doesn't seem like. He's just, I mean, he's warning us. He's just, so. just warning. <laughs> uh, Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, brother. Love. How, how hey. are we doing, Pat? <laughs> doing good. Hey, so get, getting back to the, the gun conversation, I, yeah. I think... It's, it's a mistake to go right to the Second Amendment because we should be focused on what's the solution? What's the objective? You want to end the possibility of there being any gun deaths. So uh-huh. legislative process can be really long. How about we just use technology and have protocols make sure no one can come into a school unless they're buzzed in. They get buzzed in because of the camera looking at who's coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't need legislation to pass any of that. And this gets the conversation away from legislation and, and the Second Amendment. Say, look, let's solve the problem. For number one, come up with specifics. Tell us specifically, what do you mean by common sense gun law? And you're talking mm-hmm. about something that's going to take longer. Let's just, you know, make it impossible for someone to, who's not authorized to enter a school and, and, and attack it that way. You don't need Congress to do that locally. Let's focus on the problem and not let kids into a school building who are not authorized to be there. And that yeah. way it gets away from the legislative mm-hmm. process. I mean, there's going to be a certain amount of people who will never, you know, um, vo- vote down the, the Second Amendment. But, but for the people who are screaming about this, like, okay, give me s- specifics. Give me a, a detailed plan on what you plan on doing, because if you don't, I can only conclude you want to repeal the Second Amendment. And if you say that's not the case, let's figure out how to keep unauthorized people from entering a school building, period. I love that idea. And I, you know, they were talking about the fact that right now in many schools, they only leave one door open. There's only one way in. I don't know why you even leave one door open during the school, during school hours. Lock them all. Lock them all. Yeah, and have everybody buzzed in. I I like that a lot. Thanks, Mark. Uh, That's an easy fix, right? You could lock every door at school once the kids are in. Yeah. And then if somebody's late, you buzz them in. But you have a a camera there to see who it is. And if they belong and you know them, then you you let them in. And they don't have a gun, then you let them in. Why can't we do that? I, I don't know why. And why like, can't we do you that? You could design their building a new school every minute around this country. We could just design them that Especially way. Especially in Texas. Right. And and so 
and you could retrofit these schools and just uh-huh. have, have have an opening so they're out of the weather or whatever. Bulletproof glass. Bulletproof, and yeah. they can't get by until the people at the front office through, I hate to say this, bulletproof glass says, okay, you know what? There's no threat What's there. What's wrong with that? And station the, 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 the cop that, that is assigned to the school, station him at the front desk so that he's the one that has the line of sight of the door. Why not? I don't understand. It's a common sense solution, is it not? It seems like it to me. It's hard to find the fly in that ointment. You know what? No, screw it. Forget that. That makes no sense. Let's just get mm-hmm. rid of all the guns. Oh, there you go. So that takes. Uh, there's only 350 million guns, so yeah. it won't be that hard. We'll get it done in a and week. And people don't. They're not married to their gun. Right. They'll give them up easily. Right. It's the give your gun up week. It'll right. Just take a week. We'll get it. Done. <clears throat> right. Uh, Judy in Michigan. Welcome to the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hi, Pat. Uh, just what you're talking about is what our school did. I come from a small town, went to the grade school, which I've been to for years with my kids, now my grandkids. You do not open that front door anymore to the lobby. It does not open from the outside, but there's a door on the side that leads you down a bulletproof path, like a little gerbil trail. Mm -hmm. And then you go up to the counter, there's a bulletproof thing there and the little, uh, cubby hole, like at the party stores you stick your license in there they see who you are they ask what you want and they let you in no fanfare no levy ask it's just been done i love it i, I mean I, so you are doing they are doing that in your town or something like that have they done that in your town yes yeah. i didn't know they did it when i went because my kids went there i went over there for play rehearsals and all kinds of things and i took my grandkids one day to volunteer for their party and i'm like what is this I mean, I did. You know, I keep up on the news on here. I didn't know they did it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. you can't stop evil. You can't legislate evil. Nope. But you can do your best to try to, you know, subvert it. Right. And so, right. it was nothing. They did it. They didn't even ask for money. You can't tell me every school district can do can't do this. We have a small town, and this is a great school. You yeah. know. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think the kids in Parkland. Well, my heart breaks for them. They don't understand the complexity of this. You just can't stop it. You know, mm-hmm. you can get rid of the AR-15. You can't stop it. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Judy. 888 I mean, that seems so reasonable. See, it, it could be done without spending a fortune. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, she said they didn't even ask for money. They would in Texas because that's what they do. <laughs> How many bond issues did they pass? Uh, when I lived in Houston, oh my Seriously. gosh! Uh, every fifteen minutes, they were asking for another bond issue. Yep. Yeah, but this one's only six hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, the last one was eight hundred and fifty million. Now you need another six fifty. Yeah, but this, yeah, we won't ask for another one. The next year, they're asking for another one. I when I vote against those, and I <laughs> typically do, and I was the only one too. Mm-hmm, yeah, Jackie and I were the only ones. To I, vote right, against right. That. I consider you know it a why? victory because they have signs all yeah. over town. Well, it's for your children. For the children. Don't you love your children? Your children are going to die. Yeah. Oh, oh, we love the children, especially the twelve-year-old boy children. Wait, what? We love your children. By the boys. <laughs> I don't understand. No, seriously, when, when I when I, I wake the children, why don't you love your children? Sorry, Michael. Do you want your children to be killed? I did. Why, why would you? You don't even feed your children Jesus juice. Wait, what are you? We feed your children Jesus juice. And that, that costs money. That costs money. Don't you love the children? Do you want your children to work and to do their schoolwork 
in temporary facilities. That's what will happen if you don't pass this bond issue for your children. Hmm. It, they'll be in a trailer for a while. Oh! oh. <laughs> my, my, Michael? Michael? I, 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 I did just, some schoolwork at a trailer uh-huh. yeah. outside the main building. It didn't kill me. Perfect. It's okay. Yes. It's really okay. Yeah. I, uh, your children, the children will survive it. I right. promise. And when you're in remedial math like me, uh, I was always in the trailer. They put us <laughs> dumb kids on the trailer. Yeah, the dumb kids. And, <laughs> yeah. <I> yep. was, <laughs> Do you want them in a temporary facility? <sighs> yes. Who cares? Yeah. I did it. Yeah. yeah. We did it. The parents did it. You had a lot more climate control out there uh-huh. too. So uh, uh-huh. can I just make a, a, a? I hate to I hate to do this to Michael in front of the world, but mm-hmm. um, now that I have a, uh, I'm the father of a 12 year old boy. Jo- uh, boy. Like 12, you have a 12 year old boy. Children. <laughs> yeah, can want- he come stay at, no, for just- the weekend in my house? <laughs> I'm just wondering if we could change the age now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in that wheelhouse of your bit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother you last year. It didn't bother year me before. for 12 years. It hasn't huh. bothered me. Now all of a sudden right. it does. You know, here we are in the midst of all of this uh, gun talk. And, uh, you know, it's it's crazy what's, what is going on. But if you believe in owning guns, in gun ownership, and becoming proficient so that if anything ever happens, you're ready. Or, you know... You just like your guns for hunting. That's cool, too. Uh, At least you'll be able to hit what you shoot at. There is a great way to do all of this and practice safely shooting your gun privately in the comfort of your own home. Which And it eliminates the the need to go out and buy a bunch of ammo, which is really expensive. Then, of course, you got the range fees. Then you got driving back and forth. But now, just using your cell phone... And a proprietary app, which uses a laser in place of the bullet, it'll detect exactly where your shots are landing. You just put this laser bullet in your gun, and you fire it uh, like you would if it had bullets in it. And it makes a noise, and you see where it hits in the target. It is really a cool system. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Watch the video. See how it works. Uh, you're going to love this thing. It's absolutely amazing. And right now, you can save 10% if you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire because they know it's a lot cheaper and they can get just as proficient doing this. So save money, save time, and develop the skill you need to get you to the next level safely and effectively. The letter I, targetpro.com, and use the offer code PAT for 10% savings itargetpro.com Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You can tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Uh, Mike says, um, exactly how many movies have Clooney and Spielberg been associated with that had guns in them? Yeah. Stop making or starring in movies that feature guns. And then maybe you can lecture us about banning guns. Till then, shut your mouth. Thank you. I think I 
I added the last uh, shut your mouth. Wait, that wasn't in the tweet? No. Should have been. Too polite. Um, But that's a great point. I mean, these Hollywood movies that glorify guns and the use of them. Are you kidding me? And then now they want to tell us, oh, guns are really bad. And you're sending the wrong signal to your children. And, and okay. And Hollywood actors, they talk mm. incessantly about why they take particular roles or why they wanted to be in a film because they wanted to change people's mm. minds and mm-hmm. get a dialogue started. And so they want you to be affected by movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, no, no. But the guns, that's just a prop. You know, it's just no. That, that's that a, has nothing to do with this. reality. Uh-huh. Come on. Uh, court in Texas. Welcome to the blaze. Court in Texas. Oh, okay. We were having phone trouble. Where uh, can uh, line two come up? So no, there we go. Uh, it worked. Okay. Hey, Court. Welcome. Hey, Pat. How y'all doing, guys? Good. Doing good. Good. Um, I was just going to talk about, I know y'all are talking about Israel, the teachers having guns, and there hasn't been shootings there, and mm-hmm. defense and all that stuff. That's sad topic. But um, I was going to say, I know in Israel, I think they do two years of military for every citizen. They do, yeah. I was thinking... Do something like that in America and let kids realize to be grateful for what they do have here in this country, to go earn something and go through hard times, learn how to protect yourself. I mean, serving your country. I mean, there's so many things that could benefit through that. Yeah. Uh, The left would have a conniption over that, but yes. Oh, yeah. Well, everything we do anyway. Yes. (laughs) No question. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Gordon. You remember? Do you remember when the Gulf War, or not the Gulf War, but the second uh, a war against Iraq started? And uh, and I guess that was a Gulf War as well, since it was near the Gulf and it Operation was Operation Enduring Freedom. Yeah, uh, the talk was that oh, now we're going to get the draft. Now we're going to get the draft. And George George Bush said no, we're not. No, I've, there's no plans here to do the draft. Absolutely not. No. Who was it that was talking about the draft? It was. Al Sharpton and the Democrats. Charlie Rangel was Charlie Rangel. Charlie Rangel wanted the draft. Yeah. And they were the ones that were trying to push a draft down our throats. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Democrats. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag Democrats. Democrats. Sigh. <laughs> uh, Darian in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, thanks. Um, I'm a conservative. I'm a millennial. Um, and listening to you guys kind of helps. Uh, for one, it's helped change my mind on quite a few things. It's helped change the mind of some of my peers. I thought I was the only one in my generation that was capable of having a free mind. Wow. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks to you and Keith. You guys are doing some good work. Thank you. Uh, it is great to hear from a, le- a millennial who has, you know, come to the correct conclusion. <laughs> it's yeah. um, I, I like to say... Uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, I was a democratic socialist, and then uh, wow. I happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, big turnaround. I am the literal definition of a neocon, and uh, I, I I say that I was that. I read all of Frederick Engels and Marx and Hegel, and then I read an economics book, and then it was like the world was suddenly unveiled to me. Mm. What was the book you read? What was the economics book? Uh, I read uh, Wealth and Nations. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll open up your eyes. For that'll sure. open up your eyes. I mean, for it, sure. It, one question I would like to like to ask you, um, and I'm going to hop off right after. Uh, what, uh, what is something that we can do? Um, it's really hard to create a dialogue 
with maybe not leftist per se, because mm-hmm. there is no dialogue. Ben Shapiro says there is a difference between liberals and leftists, and I happen to agree with him. Yeah. Um, but what is the way for us to start a, a dialogue and find some form of common ground with, with, with the left, with liberals, with, with people who don't necessarily have the same viewpoints that we do? Um, we have to do that, or we, we are do. going to lose our republic. No, you're and exactly just, right. Uh, exactly I'd like right. To, uh, I'd like to lean on, lean on greater minds. Uh, have a good day, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, gives us hope. Wow. Uh, and you're right, and that's kind of what we've been trying to figure out here. And that's what Glenn's been talking about for several years now, is how do we find that common ground? Because we're, we have to. We can't keep going at each other like this. And we're... You know, part of that is is uh, relaxing on the rhetoric a little bit, not being as incendiary. It's not as fun, but it's necessary to come together. And listening to their point of view a little bit and maybe offering an alternative, uh, it's really difficult. It really is. You know what else? Because there's, there's just some on the left who just won't listen. That's true. They won't listen to anything. But everybody loves curling. If you're an American. We can come together over curling, Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe. Maybe you're right. Okay. I mean, I'm just glad you're on board now. I'm really not. What do you mean? But I'm willing. You know, in the in the interest of coming together, I'm willing to consider the possibility at least. Yeah. Don't you want to win gold somewhere this this uh, <laughs> Yeah. It really would. It's our best shot, man. I really would like to. Especially when Norway has won like 47 golds and have 380 medals or something. It's ridiculous in a nation of 5 million people. If you extrapolated that with a with a population like ours, 325 million, yeah. they'd have 1,800 medals no. in this Olympic Games. No, no, no. That was 1800. earlier. 1,800. I ran the numbers again. You it's did? It's 1,900. It's 1,900 now. It's now up to 1,900. <laughs> it probably is. Based on their recent victories. probably is. Victories. And Liechtenstein with one medal and 38,000 people in the country, yeah. they would have 8,800 medals. No, 9,800. <laughs> so, uh, We got some crazy. work to do yeah. to be a winter country, as you call it. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Although we did it in 2010 and we've lost it since. Well, you know what happened is the global warming. We're now too oh, warm okay. to be considered right. a winter there country. There you go. Okay. Enough said. We'll see you tomorrow here at Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.